My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it's the WNR132 Part two, yes, it's time. The WNR present NXT Takeover War Games, and I, I honestly am so excited, Dan. We we talked about it on our ninety minute long kickoff show. How excited are you right at this moment in time? I am very excited. It's you know it's a very strong card. There's you know a lot to look forward to. An innovative match that we haven't seen in 20 years, which, you know, hopefully should get the fans excited, and me and yourself included. And, of course, we've got our predictions as well. Yes, the Prediction League is uh, free league tables, pay-per-view predictions, NXT TakeOver events, which, of course, we're doing tonight, and the bonus points will all come to an end at the end of December when we talk about... Uh, the the lead and who wins and the loser must down. What's the loser have to do? He has to wear a t-shirt of the victors choosing for our every podcast for the next year. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can't wait for that, can you? Yeah. We should say at the moment in time, though, in takeover events, we are four all. So that means there's been four events, NXT San Antonio, Orlando, Chicago, Brooklyn. I have won all four. Dan, you lost San Antonio, but you're on four points. Why? Well, because of Adam Cole, last takeover, one of the most controversial things that we've ever done. But before we get too far in, it's time for the alternate intro we do every episode. Here we go. In 1972, a crack commander unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. Those men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today... Still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Bam, 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 <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Hostilities exist. What the hell? It's fishing O'Reilly! Combining to take out sanity! They're attacking the authors of pain as well! Our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. A seismic shift in the NXT landscape! Strong attacking Adam Cole, and now he's on the receiving end of a beatdown! This form of treachery shall never again endanger us. I declare a state of war. There's only one match to contain this chaos. A takeover it will be. Sanity versus the Undisputed Era versus the team of the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong in two rings. In one cage. In war games. 
powerful creation. There are no laws. There are no rules. It is survival. The fittest. We are undisputed, and nobody can touch us. War Games will be the culmination. So the question is, in war, what do you fight for? Honor. I will be the next NXT Women's Champion. Destiny. The stars will finally align for Ember Moon. Prestige. I am going to make the NXT Women's Championship iconic. Chaos. <laughs> Redemption. Dominance. Recognition. Principle. Pride. I have fought too damn hard for too damn long to let this slip through my fingers. At the end of the night, Drew McIntyre will still stand proudly NXT champion. Yourself. It's not about being the face of NXT. Andrade Sinagas is the only brand we're worried about. Only total war can result in total victory. I declare a state of war. war, war. Welcome to War Games. Right, my God, it has started here and we saw the opening show promo. And oh my God, we had Scary Voiced Man. We had the clips they used to do in like, late 99 with the president saying it is a time for war. Undisputed Era, of course, saying they are ready for tonight. And, you know, the question is asked, what do you fight for? And to have that in Scary Voice Man doing it is fantastic. Just gets me more excited for this show. And the first match already, Dan, we've had our first entrance. It is indeed, yes. It's Cassius Ono versus Levin. And as you notice, the arena, there's two rings side by side. Oh, it's the first time we're seeing it. And I I am so excited. Uh, but we start, of course, like we talked about predictions. So let's open up predictions. We see Nono coming out, and uh, here comes Lars Sullivan. So uh, a quick on the on the off the mark prediction: Do you think, aside from the War Games match, do you think we will see both rings utilised in one match? Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, I think we'll see. Uh, you think they're going to drift? Yes, I think. Well, especially with the women's match there as well. There's a possibility of using the other ring. What, two one-on-one matches yeah, in side by side rings. S- quite smart we see Sullivan coming out here like they're using the cane entrance for him it's all dark big red light on him as he comes to ring he's a scary man Lars Sullivan and of course going against Cassius Ono it's got to go first so I've got to tell you who I've gone for in this one before uh, yeah well, we'll get straight on to it Dan I've gone for Lars Sullivan in this match <laughs> who have you gone for and then we'll explain reasons. I have gone for Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan, all right. I think this is going to be pretty close here tonight. Both gone Lars Sullivan. What is your reason for it, Dan? Um, I, I just think he's he's being billed as better than Cassie's run through tag teams. He's run through pretty much every wrestler he's gone against, as opposed to Cassius Ono, who's struggled in a few of his matches against wrestlers. He should have just walked. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, one of the questions I was going to ask was, uh, can Sullivan be a force of nature in NXT? I think we could argue he already is, you know? And straight away, picks up Ono, slams him back into the turnbuckles. But Cassius not backing down, fighting back with kicks and punches. 
Sullivan running through low and a big shoulder block from the big mass down Ono. And it's just one move by Sullivan. We've seen it before with guys, his power. He can just take Cassius down. One thing we should say, Cassius is not a small man, you know? He is not a small man. Uh, he, he's, he's a big guy who can take a lot of punishment. But, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? There's not been a lot, but what have you thought? No, um, you know, we saw Cassius Ono coming out and flexing while saving him from that Raul Mendoza potential beatdown that he was going to get. And uh, Lars Sullivan just laughed and walked away as yeah. if to say, you know, you ain't in my league, mate. But, you know, it, I'd like to see Ono put up a fight. Yeah, I would as well, you know. I think it's definitely, it would be good to see him uh, taking Sullivan to the limit. Because, like we say, it's just Sullivan's biggest match to date. We just saw him flying off the eighth and towards Ono on the outside. Frozen back in now. But Lars Sullivan's got to prove that maybe a few doubters wrong. They're thinking, oh, it's just another monster. He's got to show he stands out as the Irish rips Ono into the corner. But Ono comes running out with a boot. Oh, Sullivan catches it and Ono catches him with a bit of a step up. Oh, Ono nips up and he gets <laughs> flattened by Sullivan. Now, Lars Sullivan is a force to be dealt with here in NXT. But I was going to ask you, uh, will Ono ever leave NXT? Will he ever leave NXT? Will he ever go up to the main roster? Has he um, got potential? I think if he goes up to the main roster, he's going to be lost in the shuffle. I, I don't even know if there's a place for him, to be fair, on the on the main roster. You know, with, with so much talent that we've got, uh, Ono might, like you say, I, I don't know. If he can't succeed in NXT, what are the chances of Raw on SmackDown? Don't get me wrong, when he was Chris Hero back in the day, fantastic worker, but I'm going back 10 years now. He used to be feuding with Punk, but he does spin around and catch himself on the apron. Catches him with a boot to the face as well. Ono back in now, running the ropes. But as quickly as he's on the offence, he just gets a power slam from Sullivan and it plants him back to the mat again. I will mention one thing about the two rings. I feel a bit sorry for the fans on the far side at the moment because not only have they got they've got a whole ring, an empty ring in their way, haven't they, trying to watch the action. So, And Lars Sullivan now, is he maybe making a mistake? Well, he's slowed it down a bit. He's... Taking his time to get to the top and... Should a big man like this even be up there? Wow. Oh! To answer your question, James, <laughs> no, he shouldn't because he's just fallen flat on his stomach and, you know, it could give Ono a chance to come back into this. Well, that's what he's trying to do, trying to get the crowd on his side and Sullivan going to go in for the clothesline. He gets kicked away by Ono. Cassis with a forearm and then a big boot and Sullivan just shouts in his face... Oh, catch him with a couple of big elbows. Oh, and an elbow from behind. And Sullivan doesn't know where he is at the moment. Oh, no, using the ropes to get some momentum. Oh, big elbow to the back of the head, but he's not knocking the monster off his feet, though. And Oh, no's got the crowd behind him. Can he try and put Lars Sullivan away? Is he going to go for it? Oh, <laughs> big discus boot to the face of Sullivan. Two. Oh, the Sullivan managing to kick out. Uh, well, we should say we've got a couple of facts here, haven't we? We've, we're talking about we've got their win-loss records and their finishers. Uh, I'll do the uh, the win-loss. Ono's 0-1 at takeover events. This is called Sullivan's debut. And what finishing move should we be looking out for for either man? Um, well, KO, Cassius Ono. Sorry to get him confused with Kevin Owens. Yeah. But uh, he's got the rolling elbow and Sullivan is quite... Apt for him, it's the freak accident. Yeah, and uh, we look at a moment. Ono's grabbed out of Sullivan's arm, just booting a big man in the face, and then a senton. This might be it now. One. Oh. oh. 
Lars kicks out at one, oh. and he's on his knees, and he's looking pissed off. Well, this monster is now face-to-face with Cassius. Both oh. men going nose-to-nose. Cassius hitting an elbow, but Lars, responding in kind, hits him with a couple of his own. Well, there's a discus elbow there from Ono, but he's... Lars has not left his feet. Rolling elbow time. Sullivan's got him up. One, two, yeah. three. Freak. freak accident. Yeah. And gets the cover and a easy victory and an easy point for me and yourself. Well, I don't say easy. I mean, it was quite tough, this match. I mean, what are your thoughts on the match? Do you think it was easy? <laughs> well, I said it was a squash. I, I, I thought I'd see a squash match and this was pretty much it. I mean, Lars Sullivan pretty much no-sold, no-sold. All of what Cassius Ono delivered. Yeah, but no one's delivered to Sullivan like Cassius Ono has. And I mean, maybe that shows how tough Lars Sullivan is. But Cassius Ono brought in that match, like we talked about in the end, was golden flat rolling elbow and got caught by the freak accident. Sullivan does get the win, but I think it's good for Sullivan because he's an established star like Cassius. And I don't think Cassius looks too bad because Sullivan is going to beat a lot of people in NXT, isn't he? You know? Yeah. But not a bad way. To start us off there, like I say, one point each on predictions as we move on. We should mention, whilst uh, there's been an ad break now, like we said, if you're not listening to it yet, I don't know why, but we have done a 90-minute kickoff for NXT. Later on, we're going to have the next episode of NXT. But on the pre-show, like I said, Charlie Crusoe with uh, Sam Rosenberg and Booker T. And also on the kickoff, we saw, well, we saw the champion and challenger arrive. We saw CN with a video package that said he would do anything to be NXT champion. Backstage, Christy St. Cloud was with Billy Kay to talk with Peyton Royce about taking over the world. And then they brought games rules that we have. And, of course, they showed the in, well the War Games promo. But a couple of interesting tweets. Ty Dillinger said, NXT, tonight is your night. Let the world know, which I thought was quite nice. And also, one of my favourites, Dumpf, said, it's almost time. Who you got? So that was basically the kickoff, and now we move on to the next match. Well, it's all good from here, isn't it? That was the only match we really wanted out of the way. And look who's ringside. Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Mark Andrews, and Wolfgang. Well, the stars of the UK division who should be competing here tonight. Hopefully the stars of NXT tomorrow. <laughs> Talk about stars of NXT. Undisputed here, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly talked about plans and William Regal was backstage with the Undisputed Era going through the rules what was interesting that they said is if any team leaves the cage it will be a forfeit so maybe you know what I mean maybe we'll see something like that but up next Dan what is it up next I'm going to change my (laughs) t-shirt it is Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream and let's have a look at the promo is there a difference in the dark and the light. Take a long, hard look into the dark side of NXT. In everyone, there is darkness and light. And somewhere in between, oh, yes! lies Alistair Black. Alistair Black has arrived. And I know now what I need to do. Everything that fades to black must come into the light. 
Here we have Alistair Black. The man who walked through darkness only to be blinded by the light that is your velveteen dream. It's always one that thinks that you're special. The man who is the polar opposite of Alistair Black. I'm not of the superstars. I'm the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream doing whatever it takes to attract Alistair Black's attention. But the truth is, they all want recognition. Not again. That's a mistake. I refuse to acknowledge a child that throws a tantrum to get attention. Denying Velveteen the dream with the acknowledgement that he so desperately wants. Alistair Black. Gotcha. At NXT TakeOver War Games, dream has morphed into Alistair Black's worst nightmare. When all this dark comes to the light, your lips. Say my name. Oh! Say my name! You want to make a name for yourself. I will make sure that they never forget it. Oh! Oh! You wanted my attention. You have it. I should say, I want to talk about the promo in this one because it's fucking brilliant again. It it showed at the start the darkness and Alistair Black being a force in NXT. I've got to stop. Here he comes. It's him already. It's NXT TakeOver. Explain the entrance, Dan. <laughs> I will in a minute. <laughs> Don't I touch your money, touch your money! I want to touch your money, I do! It sounds, sounds like Code Orange in the room, Dan. Well, um, Alistair Black, he always... Uh, comes up from a, I, I suppose, like a, a position as if he was in a coffin. And he just gets raised to his feet. And he makes his awe-inspiring entrance. Yeah, it is a thing. It's brilliant walking through with the candles as well as he comes to the ring. And what an ovation he's just had as well. He's been treated like a man, hasn't he, you know? Uh, most definitely, yeah. And rightly so, you know, as, as I mentioned couple of times he's he's not the biggest talker but he certainly does it in the ring yes yeah i agree yeah and I, i've got to say i love nxt events because after this we've got two nxt titles on the line and war games so it is brilliant i hope you haven't done your voice in doing the alistair black entrance i just want to talk about the promo quickly and uh we talked about alistair black being a force and then the velveteen dream shows up and unlike normal guys like Lars Sullivan coming out and beating them physically, he tried to get into Alistair Black's head. And Alistair Black said, no one gets into my head. And Velveteen Dream has done. He attacked him from behind during his entrance, caught him up on the ropes. It's been a fantastic story, isn't it, coming into this match, Dan? It has, yes. Uh, but do you think he's actually got into Alistair's head? I, I, I think he has. I think he has. I, I think Black now knows who the Velveteen Dream is even though he was ignoring him. I think it's a Velveteen's dream to have Alistair Black accept him as to actually be like a rival 
if we can get it done here tonight. It, it'd be interesting, you know. i got to ask you. Actually, I'm going to leave predictions until they're actually in the ring. What we're going to do first is win-loss record. So what's Alistair Black at takeover? He is 2-0 and o with a 100% record. So can he go 3-0 and o here tonight? Of course, Velveteen Dream, even though Patrick Clark has been around NXT for ages, the Velveteen Dream is making his debut here. And what a match it is to go against Alistair Black. And he's coming out here dressed kind of hippie, you know. He's got a rainbow trunks on. He's got the poncho. He's got the sunglasses in hand. And uh, finishing moves, Dan, I think we all know Alistair Black, but why don't you let us in on it? <laughs> well, he finishes all of his opponents with the Black Mass Kick. And the Velveteen Dream, watch out for the Purple Rainmaker, which is that big elbow off the top that we've seen. If he hits it tonight, he will beat Alistair Black, and I think he can catch out Alistair Black. I mean, that's more keys to victory. Uh, but we'll do predictions now. So, Dan, who have you gone for in this one? Booyaka shot. I've gone for my main man, Ali B. Ali B, you're so friendly with him. You call him Ali B. Hey, Ali. Well, I've gone for always bet on black. You tell me. Alistair Black, I think, will get the victory. I do feel that Velveteen Dream will take him to the edge. And look at this. This is Rick Rude. This is Rick Rude here. Look at the spray paint. Velveteen Dream on one side. Alistair Black on the other side. Look at that. Well, that is, Rick Rude used to do that, didn't he? He used to have, like, Liz's face on his pants. And now Velveteen Dream doing it. Do you think that's going to get in Alistair Black's head, Dan? Nah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're a bit more nervous than you were earlier. But here we go. It is Black versus Velveteen Dream. And the fans chant Velveteen and the Dream saying, look, they know my name. But Alistair Black, what can he do, Dan? What does he do? He just needs to sit in the ring. Yeah, exactly. He sits where he wants, basically. But he's got, you know, he's got a lot of frustration and anger. He's, he has been slightly humiliated by the Velveteen Dream, you know, getting caught from behind him when he was coming down to his, coming down to the ring, and you know, getting allowing himself to get tied up, even though he escaped from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so he's, uh, Velveteen Dream just slapped Alistair Black, wrestling to start off with. Oh, a lovely deep arm drag takedown there. And maybe this is starting a bit different than I thought it was going to do. Maybe they're going to try and out-wrestle each other and Black's just going to show superiority over the dream. But yeah, I mean, Black's so dangerous, isn't he? I mean, to win, Dan, like you're talking about his keys. For you, what does Black have to do if he wants to beat um, Well, stick to his original game. Uh, anything Velveteen Dream does or says, get into his head. You know, not get put off his game. He comes out here with one goal in mind and that's just to kick ass and take names. Yeah, well, this is the thing and this is what we've seen as the Black. That's why it makes him quite enjoyable. But he seems to be wrestling Velveteen Dream at the moment rather than beating him up which may be a surprise to some but this match is only getting started the Dream wants to show that he belongs in the ring with Alistair Black we obviously know Black is a, is a star by the look and wants to show that he can uh, keep pace with him Velveteen's trying to get Alistair Black into a few moves like a headlock but Black's just taking him down and getting him in a hammerlock submission there and Velveteen Dreams you know he's just trying to escape and try and get some dominance over over Alistair Black. Yeah, now he's got the cravat in on Black. Black turns it, takes it down, snapmare takedown, and then right back to the front face lock. But there's like, how far can both men go? How far do you think Alistair Black can go in NXT or WWE, Dan? I think Alistair Black could one day be heavyweight champion or universal champion. No doubt about it. You know, I, I definitely think he's got that in him, providing they book him right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to book Black, I mean, this is going to be, I guess, a bit of a slower start to the match. His dream goes to the right hand. Black goes right back. Lock. 
Uh, what's next for Black? Where would you book him? What would you do with him? You know, in NXT and then on the main roster. You know, what what would be best for Black? I don't know. I, I could see Black. He could, with how he's performed in the WWE thus far, I think he could be one of them wrestlers that goes up to the main roster without having to win the NXT Championship. That makes sense, you know. Surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Well, I feel exactly the same with McIntyre, you know, coming in the Rumble and stuff, but that would be quite cool. Or even the next night on WrestleMania, you know, on Raw, coming out and being a threat to whoever is the bad guy champ, if it is a bad guy champ, you know, on SmackDown or something like that either. But the opportunity's there for Black. And is, out, is Alistair Black trying to out-wrestle Velveteen Dream in the early going? He went for the crucifix submission, held the arm... Well, you know, I think he's he's just he could probably easily beat Velveteen Dream, but you know he's probably putting on an exhibition, seeing how far the Velveteen Dream can go, seeing what he's capable of, you know, trying to get the best out of him. And again, you know, he looked to do a suicide dive, springboards off the second rope into a backflip, sits down, and the Velveteen Dream tried making his way back into the ring, and you know, Velveteen looks confused if how, why, what, you know. He was shocked by the actions of that. and I don't know. I, Velveteen Dream, though, is grinding right in front of Alistair Black. Well, Alla Rick Rude again. Exactly. And he's saying, like, look, man, you're going to play your games. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. But, look, Black, you know, he's not even looking at him. He's not even paying him the attention that he wants. He's got Say My Name written on his screaming at Alistair Black as he's just sat there nonchalantly. Well, that is it's just a fantastic visual. And Velveteen Dream now... Sits down and that gets Alistair Black's attention. <laughs> uh, he's mocking him and I don't think we've ever seen a thing like this. In a takeover event, Black back to his feet, is he? He's Velveteen <laughs> Dreaming, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> yeah, Alistair Black showed he can play the mind games. Grinding away on the mat. And look at the yes. Dream comes to attack Black, but he just ducks underneath him. Gets him, rolled, gets him down for a two count, but Dream managing to kick out. Oh, yeah, Black, Dream there caught Black's arm, caught him on the top rope. Nice little speed to Velveteen. Oh, clothesline takedown. And Velveteen Dream, I've got to say, I've been impressed with him. I'm impressed with his kind of gimmick, being a little bit different. And now he's bringing it to Alistair Black. But do you is... not think he's trying to rip off Rick Rude? I mean, the trunks was one thing, yeah, but the grinding is another, I you know. know it's... But we, we worried about him being like a kind of gold dust ripoff. And I, I think he's he's challenging what can be done in a PG-rated show. And uh, if he has to bring the old Rick Rude tr- uh, tricks with him, I think so be it. I think Rick Rude deserves to be remembered. It's more homage than it is a complete copy. Is it? It's not like Ryback and Goldberg. It's not like a ball guy coming in and that. It's it's showing, I think, a bit of love, unlike he's not going to show on Black, because Black's on the outside. Here comes Velveteen Dream. Oh, flips over. And again, you know, he, he he could have gone for the suicide dive, but he decided to hang on to the top rope and roll back into the ring. And the Dream's definitely got fans in attendance, but you can't take us to Black Lightning. Oh, as he did, and he gets hung up on the second rope as Black comes into the ring. Black really frustrated at the moment, pushing Dream away, but Dream's got him up. We've seen him hit the uh, spinning Death Valley driver before. With a couple of elbows to the head. Back oh. on the backside, but he gets caught with a super kick. Black might be out here. Two. Two. Oh. oh, no. He manages to kick out. Ah. But a dream again, showing different uh, manoeuvres that he's got. Oh, my throat's still hurting from doing Ali Black's entrance. And now the dream is serious. He's, he's gone over the top of Black, working with the punches, and he's got yes chance with it as well. 
Are you worried Alistair Black's not the fan favourite in this one? He's my favourite still. <laughs> That's all that I'm concerned about. And now Velveteen Dream looking for a net breaker. Oh, it could be a rude awakening for Alistair Black. Oh, oh but Black managing to kick out. Ah. Was that saying my name, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Dream wants him to say his name. Now he's working on the submission of Alistair Black. Has Black been beaten down this much before? Oh, I can't say I've seen him <laughs> beaten down this much now. Yeah, I mean, it's turnabout, it's fair play. I mean, Velveteen Dream, all these kind of tricks. And now he's finally on top of Alistair Black, working the submission. And we got the dancing ref in officiation. Yeah. Will we see Jess Carr? Maybe for the women's match. Hopefully for the women's match. It'd be good to see Jess get her chance. I think they switched rings. I thought that right from the offset. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit better then. So they switched rings. Well, you know, it's giving fans on both sides yeah. a chance. That's fair enough. And as Dream went to hurt, Alistair Black Black blocked it. Forearms and that. There's a lot of dirty boxing here. Velveteen Dream keeping Alistair Black close. Holding him up against the ropes as well. Oh, is he trying to tie him up in the ring ropes? Oh, he did before, didn't he? And this is a exact replica of it. But we know what happened last time. If Velveteen Dream got too cocky, what's my name? He's shouting. Alistair Black is not saying the Dream's name. Oh, oh and he gets kicked in the face again by Alistair. He comes back with some big forearms. And they're all blocked. Oh, Velveteen Dream with a slap to the face. Oh, and runs right through Velveteen. Well, Black might have been enraged by that. Oh, lovely spinning heel kick trip there. Takes him out and follows it up with a big kick to the head. Nips up onto his feet, much to the fans' delight. I think both of these wrestlers are loved by the fans. They are, and Black now Irish whip to Dream. Oh, chest first turnbuckle. Oh, springboard <laughs> moonsault. One, two. No. Oh, Dream managing to kick out. Oh. And I think Alistair Black has uh, signalled for the end. Can uh -oh. we see a black mass kick? Look at him. Look at him picking up Velveteen Dream with one foot. Oh, but Dream picks the foot, throws him back into the corner. Well, we see the replay of the uh, middle rope somersault, which kind of ruined the fact that he wasn't going to hit the black mask kick then. Velveteen Dream caught the boot of Black. Oh, double. Velveteen Dream jumps in, but Alistair Black rolls through. Oh, Dream go for the Death Valley driver again. Oh. A big knee to the face. Oh. Bounces off the ropes. Oh, forearm by Velveteen Dream. Oh. Kicked by Black and that rolling <laughs> Death Valley driver. One, two. Oh. oh. <laughs> A last second <laughs> kick out for uh, Alistair Black. Most did your man come to losing then? He's just good at the kick out. <laughs> uh. well, Velveteen Dream can't believe it. Big Velveteen chant going up. And could it be time for the purple rainmaker? Or picking Black up by his hair or dragging him to the corner by his hair. It looks like Velveteen's got an idea. <laughs> we see the close-up of Alistair Black on the trunks of the Dream. Oh, my God. He's going to try and hit. I definitely drive off the top. Oh, but Black with a backslide. Oh, rolls through. <laughs> Velveteen Dream looks set to punch him in the head, but Black ducks through his legs and Dream hits nothing but the turnbuckle. This could be it. Boom! Oh. One, two. No! Oh, I thought that was it for Dream. Well, a big knee to the face. Couldn't get the job done. 
dream has got black. Oh! Plancing with a roll through DDT. What a move by the dream. Fucking hell, but he can't capitalise on it. They can't, but the crowd comes to their feet and now he finally rolls over the arm. Oh, one, two, kick oh. out. Uh-huh. That's twice now, Velting Dream, nearly had answer black, beaten. So you shuffling in your seat a little bit. Velting Dream just checking it wasn't, look at the facials on the Dream, making sure it wasn't free. This is awesome chant coming from the crowd and I can't say they're no, wrong. It, it's built lovely, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing else you can say about this match. It started a bit slow with wrestling. Now it's turning into... And here comes Velting Dream. Looking for the purple rainmaker, perhaps? Hey, the rain might be coming down on Alistair Black. The dream can fly. It's a fantastic move. And he's taking this time, though. Grinding. Oh, oh but jumps straight onto Alistair's foot and tangles himself up in the ropes <laughs> inadvertently. And now he's stuck. Referee trying to get him out. And does Black realise this? Well, he does now. Oh! Big kick to the chest. That helped him get out of the ring ropes, though. It did, but oh, Velveteen... A super kick from Velveteen Dream, but Alistair Black comes back with a spinning <laughs> knee of his own. <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, fair play. Velveteen Dream showed a lot more toughness than I even, even I thought he was going to in this match. But Alistair Black, I think, had enough now. He's finally going to end it, is he, Dan? Well, hopefully he's going to hit the Black Mass kick. Velveteen Dream still shouting, say my name. Oh! And that is good night, Dream. One, two, three. Oh! And the Velveteen Dream met his nightmare. He did, and that kick was a crushing blow there. I heard it. It sounded like when someone hit a home run in the, for the American fans. Well, I, I thought it was the sound of a whip cracking. <laughs> yeah, well, it was such hard impact. I mean, jaw of the Velveteen Dream may be dislocated. But, I mean, my goodness there. What an absolute cracking match between the two. Like I said, built up from the beginning, then wrestling, and then kind of turned into an all-out war. Credit to the Velveteen Dream, Dan. What are your thoughts? Definitely credit where credit's due. He certainly held his own as much as he could. Hit Black with a few good moves. I think it definitely has been Black's toughest challenge. And, yeah, you know, I think, Velveteen Dream's certainly a character for the future as well. Yeah, I think he's proved that he belongs in the ring with Alistair Black. And I think, yeah, the future's bright now for the Velveteen Dream. I can definitely see this gimmick on Raw or SmackDown that with other guys. I think it worked. But again, Alistair Black gets a victory, looks dominant, and it means we both get another point. So it's two points all, but we're not finished just yet because Alistair Black... He's in the ring sitting down and Velvety Dream's just stirring. Well, he's sitting where he wants. Was that in his trunks the whole time? Yeah, that's weird. Say his name chant from the crowd. Enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream. So did Velveteen Dream get the victory <laughs> he wanted, as well as Black getting the victory he deserved. I think about a shadow of a Velveteen Dream wanted was Black to say his name, and he did. And all Alistair Black wanted was to kick someone in the face extremely hard. So both men will be very happy after tonight. The future's bright for Alistair Black, but fair play, Velveteen Dream. You, Ty Dillard just said at the start, someone stand up. Take, you know what I mean, take notice. And Velvety Dream, you have tonight. And the Dream looks happy with himself. Got a smile on his face. No, James, he's smirking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in Houston, Texas here. 
for NXT TakeOver War Games. And that's how fast the card goes. There is only three matches left. But we're backstage with Sanity. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Wolf and Dane are arguing over the NXT Tag Team Championship and they like that little fight they're having between the two of them. They're just snatching it off of each other. And Nikki Cross, I think she was nearly caught up in the melee and she just ducked out of the way of them. Yeah, Young was just talking to himself, walking back and forth. So what was the problem? Oh, wait a minute. Look who's in attendance here. Oscar, Finn Balor and probably the greatest ever wrestler. Funaki, a.k.a. SmackDown, the number one announcer. Uh, yeah, Funaki gets the biggest chant out of all of them. But up next, this is going to be a hell of a match. NXT, women's title, fatal four-way. Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross. And let's have a look at the promo. I give you the undefeated 523-day reigning... NXT Women's Champion! No one is ready for Asuka! Asuka and I have started negotiations with Raw and SmackDown Live, but Asuka will be stepping down as NXT Women's Champion. The new NXT Women's Champion will be decided in a fatal four-way. We already know one of those competitors, and that is the lady that won the May Young Classic, Kyrie Sane. NXT Kai Sane is here. This woman in the ring now is a future world champion. NXT will crown a new women's champion. Will it be the Pirate Princess? Kari Sane! A Pirate Princess? There is nothing iconic about Kyrie Sane. The class, elegance, and poise of a Sophia Loren. The athletic ability of a Judy Grable. And with Billy Kay, they are the most iconic duo. Peyton Royce has punched her ticket to Houston and the Fatal 4-Way. This needs to be the face of the NXT Institution. At TakeOver War Games... The stars will finally align for Ember Moon. No stranger to the NXT Women's Championship picture, Ember Moon would love to finally become NXT Women's Champion. I think she is ready and determined to become the next champion. The opportunistic Moon with the Eclipse! Moon advances to the Fatal 4-Way! I will make my destiny come true in Houston. Heidi Sane, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon. <laughs> I'm gonna take the next piece! I don't dance because I want to. Nikki Cross, loose wired, <laughs> chaotic and unhinged. <laughs> Something wicked this way comes. Again! Nikki Cross is moving! Oh! It's headed to the fatal four way! Let's play. One of these four women will leave NXT TakeOver War Games as the new NXT Women's Champion. So, Dan, what did you think of the promo? Yeah, it's been a great build-up. You know, it's, it's certainly highlighting on all four women the way they've got to this fatal four-way match. 
and it's certainly built up to be a great match between the four. You know, all all these women, they certainly have reason to be here. You know, they, they've earned their... You know, they all deserve to be women's champion. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't know who is the true favourite in this one. These four women, we've seen, like you said, how they earned it. Kari Sane earned it by winning the May Young Classics. That was five hard matches she did to make it to this moment in time. You had Peyton Royce winning, thanks to the nefarious means of uh, Conte in that match, becoming a contender. Of course, Ember Moon won the triple threat match as well with the Eclipse on uh, Ruby Wright in that one. And then, of course, Nikki Cross as well, wasn't it? You know, Dominating the Women's Battle Royal. Yeah, but we haven't seen a women's champion since, of course, Oscar vacated after TakeOver. The most dominant champion in WWE history. But tonight we crown a new women's champion. And up first, it is Nikki. She's not happy. She's very cross. So it's time, Dan. I'm going to tell you my predictions before we get on to Keys of Victory and stuff like this. And on the kickoff show, we debated this so much. And I'm still back and forth about it. I absolutely love Nikki Cross. Uh, I, I, I love Ember Moon. I'm a fan of Peyton Royce. But I have gone for Kari Sane to be the women's champion here tonight. <laughs> so, Dan, let me know. Who have you gone for in this one? Well, as you know, my decision was based on the toss of a coin. Yeah. And I'm quite happy with the decision that the, the pound coin chose me. And I've gone for... Nikki Cross. Oh, so we've gone different in this one. Nikki Cross has been dominant. What are the reasons for Nikki? Oh, apart from the toy cost, uh, toy, coin toss, she has been dominant in NXT recently, hasn't she? You know, um, she has. Yes, and I think you know one of the ways that I'm glad fate decided to choose Nikki Cross was how dominant she was in that women's Royal Rumble match. Um, you go. Uh, no disrespect, but I think it's too soon to see another Asian women's champion. You know, um, as great a performance as Kari Sane has put in throughout her matches, uh, I think Nikki Cross has got a bit more of a reputation in NXT. Yeah. And the fans know more of who she is. We, we're doing the ne- uh, next month on the uh, WNR podcast. We'll have, of course, best match of the year. And Nikki Cross versus Oscar is one of the most hard-hitting matches that I've seen in quite some time. I think it rivaled Masate Tanaka versus Mike Awesome in that type of way in that match. Uh, but Kari saying, look, she didn't win the May Young Classic and she didn't come to NXT. They didn't build her up like this for her to not be a champion. I'm not saying Kari saying is that my worry was the replacement of Oscar. But, I mean, saying I can see her winning the title, feuding with a lot more women, you know, especially Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. But as I said that, now I've realised there's too many faces on the women's division at the moment. You've got Ember Moon, you've got Ruby Riot returning, haven't you? You've got um, Nikki Cross is now a face. Unless, of course, Ember Moon can surprise us all and get the job done here tonight. I'm now debating whether I should have gone sane or not. I'm going to stick with it. You don't win the May Young Classic to be You haven't match. got much choice but to stick yeah, with it now, exactly. James. You've written this, it on the piece of paper now. This is all about whoever wins this, I reckon. I think that's maybe our only difference. I'm just going to say that. And it would mean that uh, I would lose the Prediction League, which would be absolutely awful. But anyway, let's talk about this because we've seen... Uh, Nikki Cross come out. And what is Nikki Cross's finisher? We like to talk about finishers. Uh, well, Nikki Cross's finisher is 
The swinging fisherwoman. Yeah, and we've seen her hit it numerous times, sometimes numerous times in the same match. Uh, we've seen Kari Sane, and of course her finisher is the insane elbow. And now we've seen Peyton Royce come out here with Billy Kay, and Billy Kay, I don't think, is going to hang around, even though she wants Peyton Royce out with her. Go out there and win it. Going out by herself. Do you think that's a mistake for the iconic duo? Well, you know, um, everyone knows that in a fatal four-way, there are no interference rules, so... Yeah, maybe. She could have got an assist from her friend, but, you know, if she's going to win it, she's got to win it off her own back and not with an assistance. Yeah, so we might see, like, the only hill in this match here tonight. Uh, of course, her finisher is the Widow's Peak, which is the gory net bomb, or the Venus Flytrap Suplex, which is a bridging, bridging fisherman suplex, or fisherwoman suplex, if you'd like. But uh, I, I would say, yes, the um, the outsider in this match, I think, is Peyton Royce. And the last woman to make an entrance now, so does that mean maybe she's a bigger star in this match? It's Ember Moon. Would you be happy her hitting an eclipse tonight and walking off with the women's title? Um, Anybody but... Well, there's, no, there's three women <laughs> that I don't mind winning it. All right, fair enough. Well, Ember Moon, as we talked about, and as I said uh, brilliantly, if you don't mind me saying so, about Oscar not being there and Ember Moon having no excuse now. It is a chance for her, but she might be at Survivor Series tomorrow night. We, we just don't know in the crazy world of WWE. Indeed, yes. So, uh... Who who else would you have gone for in this match then? Who was second choice? It probably would have been Ember Moon, if I'm fair to you. I think with Nikki Cross had just building her up to be a threat, she's a better challenger than she is champion. And I think with the sanity thing, I think they are losing. They're going to lose tag team titles soon as well. So I, I don't think that's the thing. But I might be wrong with that. Then again, it could be Nikki Cross. It could be Peyton Royce could run away with it. You know, somehow pin after Cross has done some damage or. Moon's just hitting the clips. Anything could happen in this match. I don't know. I mean, we talk about keys to victory. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what each woman needs to do, but I'll, I'll have two of them. What two women do you want to explain what they need to do to win? It's difficult, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, what does Nikki Cross have to do if she wants to win this one now? Um, well, she just needs to be a crazy self. I think, you know, she needs to try and pick someone off, just take them out and go. Yeah, I think she's the best at this, kind of causing chaos. I think with Kari saying because she's my pick, I think what she has to do, she's a fish out of water in a weird way. So first, even though she's wrestled in a couple of NXT matches, this is her first takeover. And already we saw Sane Irish whipping Cross and Royce with Ember. Ember Moon hit the dropkick on Nikki Cross and now Peyton Royce and Kari Sane going at it. So it would be difficult <laughs> to keep up from it. There's certainly going to be a lot of action and Nikki Cross and Ember Moon <laughs> dragging her down and Royce has dragged Nikki Cross off of Ember and just hit her with a big right hand of her own. And Ember Moon, Hurricane Runner, take down Peyton Royce. And Kari Sainz and Peyton Royce just hitting the kick and oh my God, Peyton Royce and Ember Moon were pinning her. Kari Sainz hit the net breaker. Going to go pin Peyton all shoulder up. This is frantic at the start. That Kari Sainz, of course, history in Japan, coming here. And now she's looking to put away Ember Moon, already marching in the corner. Oh, she gets tossed to the outside, looks for the big elbow, but gets caught by Ember Moon. <laughs> and now Ember Moon. I think all Ember Moon is matches just keep hitting eclipses. She goes to the outside. Oh, look to take out Royce <laughs> and Cross, but Royce moved out of the way. Oh, but Cross she... gets hit. Oh. oh, but gets caught by Kari Sane. Yeah, that's it, girl. 
who show what it's all about, taking Peyton Royce down. Ember Moon looking to go flying. Oh! And takes out both Sane and Royce. But it shows some, um, the kind of worldwide appeal of WWE now when you consider Ember Moon is the only American here from Houston, Texas. And of course, you've got Nikki Cross from Scotland. Kari Sane is Japanese. And of course, Payne Royce, Australian. And Nikki Cross going to take out Ember Moon. Oh, no. Moon managed to block it and hit Cross with a big forearm. Here comes Nikki Cross now and Ember. She looked for a Hezzes' takedown, but she got caught with a powerbomb and dumped away for thin mats. Kari Sane's got Ember Moon, throws her back in. A hell of an impact there. A couple of great moves. Nicky yeah, Cross... Cross's powerbomb. Yeah. Oh, the powerbomb me. Fucking hell. And right on those mats. And how thin are those mats, Dan? They are wafer-thin, millimetres thick. And Kari Sane and Ember Moon. going to concentrate on each other. And Kari Sane with a, I don't know, double arm chop Ember Moon's chest. Couple more... Big chops to Ember Moon's chest. And now slapping her down in the corner. And this is what the pirate princess can do. Screaming and marching and stomping. Marching to the opposite corner. Ember Moon's made her way up to a vertical base. She's uh, looking to take Moon out now. Here comes Sane. Oh, oh. Big shoulder block into the corner. And now Sane's oh, oh. looking to go flying to take out Royce. Royce ducked it. Oh, she had it scouted and now... Oh, Ooh. she's got Kari Sane locked up in a nasty-looking finisher there in the corner, or submission in the corner. And this is the thing, isn't it? With the ropes being used, referee can't do anything about it. No rules. There's got to be a winner here tonight. We saw William Regal giving away a women's championship earlier. Oh! And again, just like tonight, they've gone back to the ring closest to the entranceway. Again, they've, you know, this is the second match on this side. So the NXT title match should be in the other ring as Ember Moon... Follows up with super kick on Royce, but Royce, to her credit, back to her feet, but now out the ring. Well, after being taken out by Ember Moon, now Ember's going to concentrate on Kari Sane. He gets a cheeky roll up. One, two. Oh, oh but Moon managing to kick out. Oh, Nikki crosses out this match for the time being with a powerbomb, but I expect she'll be back by the end. To end it. Yeah, exactly. This triple threat match, and Ember Moon now got Kari Sane thrown against the ropes. Sane dodges it. Oh, and that was nice. Went for the spear. Ember Moon leapfrog. But Peyton Royce, unfortunately, was there to be hit by it. Oh, oh spinning God. back elbow. Nearly knocks Ember Moon out. <laughs> She's going to go to the top to try and finish this. I think it's time for the insane elbow. Oh, but Ember Moon cuts her off before she has a chance. And Ember seems to like it. It's got Kari Sane in a precarious position. Sane fighting back with everything she's got, though. Oh, she's going for a superplex. Got Kari Sane. Oh, here goes Peyton Royce. Oh, a German onto <laughs> Ember Moon takes her out, and obviously it's plex to Kari Sane. I think Kari Sane got the worst of that. Well, holy shit! I got to say, I see some more. I see some empty seats for the uh, the lights off as well. I don't think it's sold out. But Peyton Royce go for the pin on Ember. Oh, now crawls across for a pin on Sane, but both women kick out. Ah. And Royce is begging for that free. <laughs> Slow motion replay of the <laughs> tower move. And now both the three women are fighting it out. Ember Moon, uh, she won one, lost two. Can she improve that tonight? You'll pick Nikki Cross, Dan? Uh, Nikki Cross has won one and lost two as well. And Peyton Royce is naught for one. Uh, and Sane is making her debut. Yeah, let's see if she can be successful. And Nikki Cross has finally found her way back into this match and up on the top. Oh! Three women cross body takes out all three of the competitors. 
Oh my god, Nikki Cross screams. She wants to win the NXT title for Dan, uh, for Sanity here tonight. For Danity. Danity. <laughs> oh my god. And she's getting some revenge on Ember Moon for powerbombing her onto the way for Finn Mats. Pissed off with Kari Sane just for being in the match. Oh my god, Sane caught up on a turnbuckle. Hangs her up in the tree of woe. Oh my. Just stumps away at the midsection. God. I wouldn't get involved if I was you, Peyton Royce. <coughs> Peyton's credit, she does. Oh, and she gets a couple of big right <laughs> forearms for her, for her, for tra- her troubles. Yeah. And dumped out the ring, and now Nikki Cross. Back to Kari Sane, going for the Fisherwoman suplex. Go on, pin her. Hits it. One, two. Ember Moon, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Ember Moon is there to break it up. That would have been an extra point on top for pinning James's pick. <laughs> it's not about us, Dan. It's about these fine women in NXT giving it their all. Nikki Cross had a job done. Now it's Ember. Oh, boot to the face of Cross. Well, maybe we're going to see an eclipse here. Well, Ember Moon, I think she's trying to escape Cross. No, this is going to be your unhappiest eclipse if she hits it on Nikki. Going up. Oh. The cross has made her way up to her feet already. Well, Cross is mad as a badger and as tough as a... Zone as tough. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> tough as an ox. Moon tried to springboard her bay way back She's in. tougher than a 50-cent stake. Yep. She's got... Oh! oh a swinging net breaker as Ember Moon was draped across the top, but she rolls out of the ring. Oh, no. Peyton Royce in now trying to take advantage of Nikki Cross. She's going for a fisherman suplex. One. Two. It's a finisher. Oh, but Sane managed to break it up at the last second. Oh, my God. And now Sane's got Peyton Royce. Oh, Alabama slam. It looks like it's going to hit it. On top of Nikki Cross. Come on, Sane. Insane elbow time. Building momentum. To both women. It's going to hit both. Here she comes. Boom. Oh. Hits Nikki. Hits Peyton. Uh, hits Peyton Royce goes for the cover one two, two. Oh, ah and Ember Moon in to save the day oh it's not going to be her day it's not going to be Sane's day then that is it that was her chance well each woman has hit their finisher apart from Ember Moon and now she looks like she's trying to go up Nikki Cross is going to fucking win this isn't she she's going to reverse the uh, eclipse <coughs> to the pin or something there's only Nikki Cross in there Ember Moon to the top. Royce managing to stop Ember Moon in her tracks. She needs Kari Sane. And now she's Nikki Cross. Looks to be put away by Peyton Royce. Come on, Nikki. Fight out, girl. Nikki blocks it. Oh, a double eclipse. No. Boom. <laughs> Ember no. Moon. One, One, two, three. She did it. A fucking faulty, mate. Ember Moon I thought she might. finally wins the NXT Women's Championship. It's a result that we can't be pissed off with because nah. neither <laughs> of us win. And I'm glad for Ember Moon. She finally does it. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was a fucking great match. <laughs> it was over quicker than I anticipated, yes. though. Yeah. But no, no, all women hitting their finisher. It could have gone to either four women. Oh, wow. Uh I'm I'm happy it went to Ember Moon. She certainly deserves it. And, yeah, fucking great match. Yeah, really, really good. Finally gets the job done. Look at the way she did it. The Eclipse on Royce and Cross. Pins Nikki Cross, which is a bit of a surprise. But, my God, finally does it. And like we say, in her hometown, Ember Moon gets a victory. And uh, it was quite an incredible match, really. Like I said, 
quicker than uh, we might have thought, but every woman there put in a performance, and uh, my God, and we move on. We're both on two points each as we move on to the next match, and um, that's, that's brilliant. Fair play, Ember Moon. Now she gets her moment in time, and look who's there. Oh. <laughs> and Oscar, <laughs> knock her out with it. Yeah, Oscar said, finally, you did it. You didn't beat me for it, but you won it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the year's journey for Ember Moon for the NXT Women's title does come to an end here tonight. And how apt that it's Oscar, the retired NXT chat, well, the, the former NXT champion who gives it to Ember Moon. And Oscar's still not finished. She wants some more glory. Yeah. Lifts the hand and we end Ember Moon. Fair play to her. She won't be showing up Survivor Series because she's the new <laughs> women's NXT champion. And thoroughly deserves it. We saw her at a live show and we, we thought she was great then. We still loved her even though Oscar killed her. And now gets her moment. Kari Sane was protected in the pin. And Nikki Cross is mental so it doesn't matter that she, she well, got Well, in pinned. Nikki Cross's defence, she got hit with a fucking insane elbow. And then, you know, she was getting picked up to probably get hit by Peyton Royce's finisher. But then she got hit with an eclipse. So, you know, she's had two finishers in a very short time, as well as that brutal powerbomb to the outside. Yeah. She's probably semi-concussed and don't even remember half this match. <laughs> Can't take anything away from Ember Moon. She thoroughly deserved it. And, you know, aside from Nikki Cross winning it, couldn't have gone to a, a better woman. Yeah, no, exactly. Fair play to Ember Moon in this one. Finally getting a chance. But next takeover is January 27th. How can we forget the night before the Royal Rumble? And, of course, that is our next live shows as well, anybody listening. January 27th, January 28th, we'll be back again for NXT kickoff and, of course, the Royal Rumble kickoff, our very first live Royal Rumble kickoff. And uh, I, we always love Royal Rumbles. It's always our favourite time of year, isn't it? You know? Most definitely. The surprises it brings. And, yeah, again, you know, I think it's probably going to be the NXT take over before that's going to be the better event yeah exactly i mean it's it's been great tonight so far hasn't it you know it's hit every level we want indeed yes do you know what our only this only argument or only thing we said negative about it is we wish the matches were slightly longer <laughs> and you just you know what i mean if that's the only thing well i think we black said, versus dream that was a perfect length of time for a match and they certainly got the time that they they needed to tell the great yeah. story but Lars sullivan you know, I think it was a bit of a, a whitewash for him. He, he certainly walked straight through last, uh, walked straight through Cassius Ono. But did it make Ono look weak? Not, not really. No, no it didn't, did it? I mean, it was, it was very, uh, very well done. And it's not need at this moment in time. With... No, definitely not. And it's uh, they're promoting a new toy. Well, there we go. We got the. Uh the ring and everything like that on the announce table and they've showed the War Games cage and we saw uh, Unspute there earlier, we saw Sanity earlier being talked to and now it's the authors of Strong Pain being talked to with Paul Ellering, with Roderick Strong and of course Akam and Razor and they're dressed for war here tonight and look who is at ringside, former NXT champion Kevin Owens. Supporting the Undisputed Era. Did you see him on SmackDown? With, uh... Oh, look, Samoa Joe's here as well. But up next, it is for the NXT Championship. It's my man, Drew McIntyre, going against the 311 boy, CN. And it is for the NXT title. And let's have a look at the promo. McIntyre! 
over the last 17 years led to this moment. I'm absolutely honored and privileged to be the face of NXT. To be leading the charge to be the champion, there's no other feeling like it in the world. The dream had come true. Drew McIntyre, it's been a long journey for you to this title, so congratulations to you. Thank you very much. I'm going to be taking over the interview from here. You and Andrade Cien Almas have a lot in common. He too was on a downward slope. He needs to transfer his focus back into the ring and not on women and party. And he got a second chance. I was his second chance. Selena Vega will do whatever needs to be done to ensure that Andrade gets to the promised land. Why is it that you've been avoiding Andrade? Do you really think that that makes you a credible champion? Andrade Cien Almas and I still haven't gotten the contract for the NXT Championship match. If Andrade seriously wants the match, tell him instead of sending just his business partner, maybe he comes with you next time and he tells me he actually wants the match. Andrade Cien Almas attacking the NXT Champion Drew McIntyre. Absolutely vicious. Andrade Cien Almas signs the contract and uses Zelina Vega's gum to stick it to the champ. When it comes to take over Andrade, bring your A game. And I assure you, everything you've got will not be enough. Drew McIntyre will still stand proudly. NXT champion. One last time, Cien. Face me like a man. Unless Selena's not going to let you off the leash for the night. Here comes Andrade Cien Almas. They're not going to wait for takeover. Oh. Here we go. What? Andrade Cien Almas will do anything to be the champion. You are looking at the next. NXT champion. This is going to be a championship match for the ages. The NXT championship reign of Drew McIntyre could be in peril at TakeOver War Games. Yeah, so the promo for this, we've, we've talked about it extensively on the kickoff show. And uh, it's been different, isn't it? We've known Vegas come in and kind of taken over CN's career. And he's really taken an upward trajectory on this. His only problem? Well, it's a six foot six Scottish man who is the NXT champion, Drew McIntyre, who will take on any challenge fairly and he's facing CN here like a, any ma- you know, like a real man. And the mistake CN's made is try and beat up Drew McIntyre and he's gonna pay for it here tonight. He's gonna pay for all the punishment that he's dished out on Drew McIntyre these past couple of weeks. I don't care if he comes out in a fancy attire. I don't care if Vegas at ringside. McIntyre is going to kick the shit out of CN. What have you thought of the build-up? Well, the the attacks have certainly been one-sided. Drew's tried to call him out, to face him like a man, and CN's just attacked him from behind on you know both occasions and that. But I have to say, McIntyre does need to keep the eyes in the back of his head and watch out for Selena Vega. Yeah, I mean, Vega's going to uh, play... What's her name? Zelina. Yeah, Zelina Vega, yeah. yeah. It, you, uh, you're exactly right about that. She's going to be a really important part in, in this match. And I think Cien's best chance if he wants to win. We'll get on to Keith's victory in a minute. Bullet Club t-shirt. 
in the crowd. <laughs> As we wait for the NXT champion. Real men wear kilts. And the NXT champion's out here ready to fight. He's not going to fuck around. Dan, we're not going to mess around. And please tell me, who have you gone for in predictions? 311 boy. Nah, I've gone for Drew Mack. I've gone Drew McIntyre as well. It's an obvious option. CN's been built up, but he ain't going to beat Drew McIntyre. And like we've spoken about, all NXT champions basically had a run of over 100 days. And McIntyre's not reached that yet. Tonight, CN. It's going to be a showdown for McIntyre and... Adam Cole, no doubt. But Sien, I think this is going to be an excellent match. Their styles, I think, will really suit this kind of aggressive style to it. But if um, we talk about who's to win, if Sien wants to win this one, Dan, what's he got to do? Um, I think he needs to heavily rely on the help of Vega. I don't know. He needs to frustrate McIntyre, try and put him off his game. Up a hand on the beatdowns recently. So, you know, just hit him from behind, basically. Hit and run. Yeah, I think so. Well, Drew McIntyre's laid down the NXT title as he takes off his kilt. And McIntyre is 1-0 and at TakeOver events. He what first NXT title, first NXT TakeOver match, last TakeOver, and he won the NXT title. And uh, CN is 2-3. and three. Could he try and change that? Well, this is a question asked tonight. He won last TakeOver, didn't Garno. It's his mm. biggest match on NXT. Him towering over his opponent. <laughs> no, towers over every man. I mean, that's what we saw in the primary. Started off young and... Uh, oh, and Zelina Vega's getting in McIntyre's face. She, <laughs> she needs to back off. Well, Drew McIntyre to win this match has to watch Vega. And of course, he just he needs to hit his signature moves, doesn't he, Dan? Which are... What are these signature moves? They are the Claymore kick and the future shock DDT. And of course, with CN, you've got to be careful for La Sombra which is the hammerlock DDT, of course, the running knees in the corner, which he uses as a kind of submission. But I think in this one, McIntyre obviously got the power advantage. I think for speed, I think he matches quite well with Cien. I think maybe you argue Cien is a little bit quicker. But I think technically, I think McIntyre hangs with Cien as well. Is there anything Cien wins in the, 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 you know, the top trumps? Um, he's born on a great day. <laughs> yeah, but apart from that. McIntyre's born in a great country. CN hits a side headlock. Tries it McIntyre. Oh, CN, low man, just roll out the way. Got the side headlock. Like, I think this is going to be a slow one to start off with and gradually build CN to show. Look how far up he has to reach to grab the head of McIntyre. Like, he can hang with a champion. Oh, McIntyre slams him down. Well, Dan, is, is your 311 boy a worthy challenger? I believe he is, yeah. You know, it's certainly since he's. Uh... Since he's aligned himself with Zelina Vega, or Zelina Vega's aligned herself with CN, she's stopped him from his partying ways. She's kind of got his focus down to one thing, and that one thing, James, is the title that that Scottish man holds. <laughs> so, yeah, he is a worthy challenger. I agree with you there. And Vega's there, and oh, doesn't need to distract McIntyre because CN does it for him. Boot to the face. And here comes Vega now off the top. Hurricane oh. Runner. <laughs> Looks set for Hurricane Runner into the steps again. She's, we've seen her do it before. Which is her throws her onto the ring apron. Sien uh. tried a suicide dive while McIntyre was distracted. But he got caught as well. How cool was that from Drew McIntyre? Looking like the king of NXT at the moment. Irish ripping Sien. Going to pick him up. Oh, Ducks his head for Sien to go over the top. But he just catches a boot to the face instead. Yeah, but look at the power of McIntyre picking Sien up. Well, we got hung up on the top rope. CN back in and McIntyre again picking him up. CN managed to dodge out the way. Oh. McIntyre goes straight into the ring post there. CN dodging out the way. 
And this could be the mistake that CN was waiting for, to try and capitalise on Drew McIntyre. And this is not good at the moment. And CN now is going to work down Drew McIntyre. So where do you see CN in the year then, Dan? If he carries on the way he has been going recently in NXT, I could see him comfortably US Intercontinental Champion. Oh, that's fair play, sir. Yeah, fair play. I don't think he has got what it takes to be heavyweight champion, though. Nah, I, no disrespect to him. But I think Vegas improved him, you know what I mean, so much since uh, getting with him. And he actually does look like uh, he's going to make it now, which is a great thing. I think with Drew McIntyre, if you ask me where he's going to be in the year, if he's not in the main event picture, I'll be very disappointed on Raw SmackDown. What's that, my love? I think McIntyre can make it on the main roster in the main event picture. And to be honest, I think he will. I think there's, there's one place. He just, like I say, he towers over everybody. He's an impressive physique. He'd be a, a, a catch for Raw or SmackDown. That's kind of building towards it. And he still does not forget. You know, McIntyre was 21 when he joined the company. And, and now, what, seven years later, he's still wrestling. And his new style as well, like he does, it's just fit in there to be great. As CN's trying to wear down McIntyre. But Drew picks him up to go pass slam him. Oh, but reverses it and, well, it was a suplex, but he just threw him halfway across the <laughs> ring. CM thought he had a reversal there. McIntyre quickly changed things up. Of the Scottish Superman. That's what you get if you eat your haggis, nips and tatties, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, we'll be playing the bagpipes after this. CM catches McIntyre with the elbow. You can play my bagpipes. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> and now yay and A punches all C and CN. Charlie Irish ripping McIntyre. Just so impressive, so imposing. Throwing Cien around at will with the chops, clotheslines. Picks him up. Oh, my God. And I'd like to point out, we haven't seen Jessica Carr. We haven't seen Jess Carr. And look at the suplexes. We wonder if she'd been at the women's match. She was not. And McIntyre now throwing Cien all around the ring. Leaps over the top rope, makes his way quickly to the top. Jenny, you're the big man. Oh, and a big clothesline takedown. Oh, look at this. Nips up. Nips and tatties, nips up, he does indeed. Well, that's the nips and the haggis, nips and tatties. Well, let's see if he goes for a clean or kick. This has been easy guitar so far. Picks up CN. Oh, but an elbow and a backslide. Oh, frozen back up though. Scottish curse backbreaker going for the pin. Oh, CN kicks out. Oh. And yeah, you're right, Dan, they're in the other ring now. So it's been two matches in each ring as we await war games in our main event. I can't believe how quick this card... It just proves when it's just quality cards. It just goes nice and quick. Oh, look to finish this match right away. Claymore kick time. Oh, oh but CM with a double drop kick into the corner. He's down. Uh-oh, we know what's going to happen now. Sneeze in the corner. Oh. oh. At the last second, I think... Did he get McIntyre? No, I think McIntyre moved out of the way, but he's still stunned. CM looking to go for McIntyre. Oh. McIntyre with a DDT off the top rope. Oh, McIntyre managing to kick out, though. Sorry, CM with a DDT off the top rope. McIntyre managing to kick out. Ah, I thought that was uh, one count then by McIntyre, but obviously we've got a little bit more in Vegas. Furious has not had any impact on this match whatsoever. And neither CN, if we're being fair at this point in time. And all but CN, talk about that. He's trying to finish it already. Going for L'Assemble. But McIntyre backs off in the corner. He runs into a big boot from Cien. Ball off the top, but lands on McIntyre's shoulders. Well, Cien's saying he knows what he's doing. He's trying to, like, back Hurricane Ronner, Drew McIntyre, but he's caught. Oh, <laughs> a face first, Alabama slam. Two. Two. Oh. oh. 
But CN managing to kick out. Uh, I mean, I just love Drew McIntyre. Everything about him, you know what I mean? Just the way he wrestles, it's just so damn rugged. And now he country goes, comes from exactly goes on the eight. The team he supports goes on the apron. Drew McIntyre going to the top. But CN manages to catch him with a drop kick. He used a second rope to springboard up to hit McIntyre. That's how far McIntyre was up on that top rope. <laughs> Had to springboard to get him, and here comes the end now. Hurricanes McIntyre into the corner post. And look at Vegas shouting instructions to CN. CN's gone back to the top. Moonsault oh! off the top takes out McIntyre. Uh-oh. Throws him back in the ring. Can no. he finish it? No, not like this. One, two. Oh. oh. Drew managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Vega furious and Cien doesn't know what it's going to take. Beautiful by Cien, though. Fair play to Almas. Almas got the pin. <laughs> he almost won the match. <laughs> he almost did, though. And Cien goes to the top. But look oh, at this. He almost made it. Drew. We'll be hitting the ring post. Managing to still get up, recover, picking CN on the top. This is going to be hellacious superplex. Oh, oh. well, McIntyre trips him, uh, but McIntyre gets tripped by CN, hung up in the tree of woe. And now CN coming back in. Oh, oh double foot stomp to the chest. Back in the turnbuckle, oh. running knees in the corner. Could this be it? One, two. Oh. oh Oh. <laughs> oh, Drew managing to kick out. Oh, fucking hell. Well, after that shot to the face, do you reckon McIntyre's CN double? <laughs> I think, I think it is. But I think for CN, it's too good to be Drew at the moment. I think McIntyre will recover at a point in time. But, I mean, so far, I mean, he's done Vega well, hasn't he? You know, it's been great. And now it's time. Hit the hammerlock DDT, maybe. No, Drew tips him over the back. Ducks a, hammer, ducks a uh, step up in Seguri attempt. Oh. A bomb. One, two. Oh. It's just the power of McIntyre, it looks like. Be able to pick up CN. I don't know if that is CN, but I've seen McIntyre do it on more opponents recently. I don't know if he's built it up, but just seems to dominate them. Pick them up with ease. And look at the height, CN. Or look at the force brought down by him. And this is, again, heating up nicely, this match. And now McIntyre... Looking for the future shock, perhaps. Ooh, oh, went for nice. it. CN manages to spin out of it and delivers a big chop to the chest. Oh. But McIntyre with a headbutt of his own. A Glasgow kiss. But CN... Rolls him up. One, two. Oh. Might be your best chance to try and do it. McIntyre. Future oh. shock. DDT. There you go. One, two. That's it. Oh. oh. CN... <laughs> Managing to kick out. Ah, not many men kick out the future shock DDT. But even less kick out ah. of the Claymore kick. <laughs> well, if it is a Claymore kick, it's over and done with. And CN might be seeing double. Albus might be seeing double after that. McIntyre picking <sighs> CN all the way up to the top. Going to slam him down. Oh, but McIntyre holding on. So CN goes and pulls her feet from underneath him. It looked like he was going to try and power them off the top and see oh, oh, knees to the back of McIntyre's head. Well, he didn't get the pin earlier. One, two. Oh, oh. And he doesn't get the pin now. McIntyre with the kick out. Oh, yeah. CN now might be getting a little bit frustrated. Mounts McIntyre. But McIntyre blocking. Got a, obviously, his reach. Just his limbs are a lot bigger as well. Gets nearer the ropes. And CN 
might be losing his shit a little bit, or it might be a distraction. Well, he's certainly getting frustrated. We might see all sorts of shenanigans here. CN's got the title, but Vega's in. Oh! Plants McIntyre. And CN's got him. Hammerlock DDT. Bang! Plants McIntyre. Two. Yes! (laughs) Well, McIntyre kicked out. CN hit the DDT. Vega got the distraction. We might have thought for a second it was over, but McIntyre showed his toughness. And for a man I didn't give a chance to, Cien just came ever so close to getting the job done. But what's it going to take now, eh? It's going to take something special. Little barking instructions, just like Paul Ellering at ringside. Well, apart from the way she looks, of course. Cien now. Oh! oh Claymore <laughs> kick turns him inside out. One, One two, two. Foot oh. on the ropes, ref, foot on the ropes. Hey, no, Dan, Vega put the foot on the ropes. Why did you see that? Ref didn't see that, but no. he saw the foot on the rope. That is completely unfair. And this match should be over. That Claymore kick turns the end inside out. And what's it going to take now? A pissed off Scotsman, that. And now Vega's still there, still shouting the instructions. I think Cien Scott's, uh, McIntyre's outside, Claymore kick Vega. And McIntyre going for the kick one last time on CN. Oh! Oh, but gets dumped outside and hurts his tallywhacker. Well, yes. You watch your language, please. Yes, he got caught up on the top rope there. And CN's still in this match. And this isn't over. This is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. CN now. Can he have one last attempt? Attempt. Try and put McIntyre away. Well, both men using the ring ropes to pull each other, pull themselves up. <laughs> pull themselves off. <laughs> oh, and CN's got McIntyre off the top. Oh! Plants him with a DDT. One, two, three. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Three eleven boy, baby! You don't even like the three eleven boy. CN has shot the wrestling <laughs> world. Deacon Tyre. What a horrible day <laughs> it's been. CN is the new NC champion. Dan My God, what do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> as a as a wise man once said. Drew hasn't held on to that title for a year yet, so he's definitely not going to lose not it tonight. Not a year, even a hundred days. He might, well, not even a... the, he might be one of the shortest. If you get a facts, get facts straight, we're, no, we're going to say McIntyre here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> i tell you what McIntyre's done. He's helped out CN. Because McIntyre obviously doesn't need the NXT title to be a success. He is a star in his own right. And CN getting the NXT title here, thanks to Vega. Fair play to CN. And what an absolutely cracking match it was as well. Uh, I, I, I feel it was a really great encounter. It started off quite slow, but really turned into an entertaining affair. And uh, what, what are your thoughts on the match, Dan? I didn't expect this, this result. Speechless. I didn't have anything prepared for if CN won the match, to be honest. Well, CN has won. Thanks to Vega, he has won the NXT title here tonight. And he's arrived... On the roster and for Drew McIntyre, how to recover, I don't know. We're going to have to see in the upcoming weeks. Maybe we won't see McIntyre again in NXT. It looks like it might hurt his arm a little bit there. Doctors are checking on him. 
But yes, CM's won, and I mean, the match itself was all good. I mean, he ended very shocking. They usually throw in a result like this, don't they? And uh, it has happened in the McIntyre CM match. But a shocking result here. NXT TakeOver, a new champion, and we've still got War Games points wise. It means we're still on two points each. We haven't got a result right the last two. It's been a little bit different than what we forecast. Surely. Don't call me Shirley. It can't change in the main event, can it? With war games. But yes, CN, NXT champion. We are both shocked here. Uh, but Well, at least my man won tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, I don't like shock changes just for shock's sake. To do it for CN, unless they got a plan. Why change the title for? It's like all the title changes we've seen on the way to... Uh, Look the... at him, like, perving on Selena Vega. You don't give a fuck about the <laughs> NXT champion. Yeah, go on, you four-odd cunt. It's like all the changes that Survivor Series we've seen has just been done for change's sake. They've not really got a plan. And now another new champion. So two titles have changed hands here tonight. But there's no titles on the line for the main event. But it is War Games match, and it is the Undisputed versus Sanity Versus the Authors of Strong Pain. And let's have a look at the promo. The Undisputed Era lives by a saying. Do not start a war that you cannot finish. We have new NXT Tag Team Champions! Oh, wait a minute. That's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly! This place, this world, this universe belongs to us. Good God! They're not just here for sanity, they're attacking the authors of pain as well! And all out assault here on the NXT Tag Team Division. We're just getting started. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, we are untouchable! Another ambush here in NXT! We are unstoppable! Well, these men are here to change the landscape! And we, not again! are undisputed. Yo, yo, Roddy. Roddy. Roderick Strong has come so close to breathing the rarefied air as NXT champion falling just short. Strong realizes that in many ways, he's at a career crossroad. What does Roderick Strong need to do to get to that next level? I think join the Undisputed Era. You guys want to come in here and you want to make your mark. Whoa. What? Well, you're looking at the group that wrote the book on making a mark. Sanity looking for a little revenge. You're going to find out that in this universe, what matters is the chaos. Oh my God, it's the authors of pain. Razor and Acom, we haven't seen them since they lost the NXT Tag Team titles and take over Brooklyn. The authors of pain have chosen to take our little setback. Here comes Roderick Strong. And make it into a set up. Roderick Strong joining the Undisputed Era. Yes. Oh, what? The authors of pain now helping out Roderick Strong. It's bedlam. Now this situation has become utter madness. At TakeOver Houston, these three teams will be in a triple threat match. We are the 
war games. What? Three teams, two rings, and one unforgiving cage. War games. <laughs> I was in the first war games, and you know what I remember? It is survival of the fittest. For the first time in nearly 20 years, a powder keg of fury and desire. Take over. When the dust settles, united. When the war is over, we purge. We will prove what we already know and shock the system. What will happen in one of the most brutal matches in sports entertainment history? Two rings, unforgiving steel cage. No disqualifications. Houston, we have a war games. So we hear Perry Saturn's music as the uh, war games cage comes down. No, it's not. I mean, said it's uh, obviously the siren for war. And of course, we've got Percy Jackson, Percy Watson, Nigel McGuinness, and Mario Ronaldo in the commentary. Ah, right, Dan. So, what have you thought of the promo for this match? Um, it's it's certainly been a great build up all three teams you know they're I think they're all worthy of being in this match apart from Undisputed Era yeah you know it certainly could be an interesting match it's uh, it's an interesting concept a, a concept that hasn't been seen for 20 years so yeah you know I'm fascinated to see what they're going to make of it really yeah it's going to be interesting isn't it especially to have the three teams in there we know we've talked about the history we've seen a couple of War Games matches what is this going to be? Are we going to see kind of blood and guts? Will that be like that type of thing? I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? The undisputed era with sanity involved. Then you put an off as your strong pain. You start questioning whether that's a good idea or not. But it's a, it's basically two WWE cages, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's not anything really special. And uh, Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson in the crowd. Arn Anderson was involved in 18 War Games matches. Wow. So we've got the rules. We'll just run through them again for everybody here. So the match begins with all three teams inside separate shark cages with one member from each team starting the match. After five minutes, the remaining two members from one team will be released to enter the match. After a three-minute period, the remaining two members from a second team enter the match. Following another three-minute period, the final team's members are released to enter the match. A victory via pinfall or submission can only be attained once all three teams have entered war games. Escape the cage, you forfeit the match for your team. So, there we go. So, victory or pinfall only happen after everybody's in. Oh, and it's sanity. So, we'll just we'll run through again their finishes and their win records. It's got called Sanity are coming out now, so we'll do them quickly. So, what, what are the win records, Dan? Eric Young is 3-1. and one. Alexander Wolfe is 2-0 and oh, and Killian Dane is 1-0. and oh. Yeah, so uh, it's got quite good records. Eric Young as well involved, of course, won the tag team titles at the last takeover. Not defending tonight, but they are here. And saying, this might suit them more than anything else. But Eric Young is going to start out. So Alexander Wolfe, Killian Dane being chained up in a shark cage as Eric Young makes his way to the ring. And uh, Eric Young's finisher, well, it's the elbow drop. Or it's the Edge of Sanity, which is Wheelbarrow and the Elevated Netbreaker Slam. Yes, Killian Dane is the Ulster Plantation. It's a one-handed electric chair driver. And what's Wolf's? Wolf's is a Death Valley driver or a sit-out powerbomb. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if any, any wrestling moves in this match. What's that, my love? 
or will this just be an all-out brawl? But Eric Young is ready for competition. And shot the system plays. And it is time for the Undisputed Era. Got the finishes for the Undisputed Era. Uh, Carl, Adam Cole uses the Shining Wizard now. With Bobby Fish, it's the fish hook. And also with, uh, with Carlo Riley's ankle lock or a lot of choke holds. As the Undisputed out here, mocking Dane and Wolf, who can't get to him in the cage. They've even got their own little hand signals. That's cool, isn't it? Fish. But Adam, Adam Cole is going to start. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are going to go into the cages. So, get, Fish is going to go to a shark cage. <laughs> See you did there. Anyway, their records, Dan, what are these three men's records at TakeOver events? Um, well, neither of them have actually won a match at a TakeOver event. But neither of them have lost because they are all making their NXT pay-per-view debuts. I think, well, Adam Cole goes to the other ring. Well, Adam Cole is... Over here, and uh, maybe that just shows what the NXT division could be like. I don't think Alistair Black was that over here tonight. I think Velveteen Dream had a few fans. I don't even think McIntyre was. But Adam Cole's reaction there is probably the strongest we've had all night. That's the future of NXT, Dan. It's what happens in the <laughs> in wrestling. And last but by no means least. Well, James, here comes the pain. <laughs> here comes the authors of strong pain. I don't think I'd be able to fit in the shark cages all day. Uh, oh, I wouldn't want to be locked in a cage no. with a calm or a czar. And they are ready for action here. So, off the pain, yeah. Four and one at NXT events. Had lost their first match last month. Oh! Oh, my days. Strong is out dressed in a calm and Razar's, uh yeah, really? But how can we know it's Roderick Strong until it might be another wrestler? It is Roderick Strong. He takes so, on the pass. So what are their finishers then, James? I'm out here. Oh, it's just he, me to do the finishers, isn't it? Did he start trouble? Yeah, Dan. It's Yeah, Dan. Yeah, uh, Dan. What's Roderick Strong's record at NXT events? He is two and one. And what moves does he use in wrestling matches? Um, he uses the <laughs> end of heartache slash the strong breaker, which is a vertical suplex lifted and dropped into a double knee backbreaker. And he uses the sick kick, which is a running single leg drop kick. I should say they are going to raise our into one cage. That would be funny to watch. As Roderick Strong's come out here just in authors of strong pain garb. And the authors of pain, well, they use the last chapter, which is a Russian leg sweep. Lariat combination. And they also used a super collider, which is stereo power bombs after colliding their opponents. So God knows what we're going to see in this match. All we know is that we've got five minutes until one of the teams enters the ring. So we're going to have a triple threat match. Before we go anywhere, predictions. Predictions. Yeah, I have gone for in this year-end prediction for NXT, Dan. Gone for the Undisputed Era. Who have you gone for, Dan? I'm glad I've uh, I've gone for the undeserving era. Yes, with some strong help, that is an excellent point. I think he might come into play here. That does mean, no matter what the result, Dan, we both draw, so we both end the year level and NXT. Five points all, that can go away. But we'll see if the undisputed era will win at the moment. I think Eric Young and Roger Strong should team up to beat the shit out of Adam Cole. Do you know that? I, mean, I really want to see Adam Cole hurt, especially after the events of tonight. I want, I want to see him damaged, even though you know I've gone for him to win the match. I think they need the victory, don't you? I don't know. I think Sanity need it more. So what have you come for, Undisputed Era, then? I didn't say they're going to get it. So, yeah, I think the Undisputed Era will win this one due to... 
maybe underhanded needs. I think their needs in the win have just come through, haven't they? Debut so uh, in such a big way. Need to make a statement here. But Roderick Strong with a backbreaker on Eric Young. And of course, he is the messiah of the backbreakers. We've got five minutes to wait until we see what team comes out. But now it's Strong and Cole. Had a great match for NXT in recent weeks. Catches Strong, who, catch, who gets Adam Cole in the move. But if he gets out of the ring, he forfeits the match for his team. Exactly. So why is he trying to get out of the ring? Why is they trying to stop him? Well, they've come up there to put punishment on him. Like I said, Roger Strong was going to slingshot Adam Cole into the cage, but managed to catch himself. Oh, and they're both teaming up together to take out Adam Cole. Well, <laughs> until they took him out, and then they're facing their focus on each other. Oh. And Cole... Both on the top rope there, crutches him. Oh, Eric Young got his leg caught up in the top rope. Look at Adam Cole, steely gazing his eyes, working down Roderick Strong now with the boots. Oh, and Roderick Strong now thrown over and hits that metal plate connecting the two rings together. Adam Cole focusing on Eric Young now. Big right hands, both men exchanging blows. Cole gets Young up on his shoulders. Oh, turns him inside out with a neck breaker. And Eric Young in serious trouble. Adam Cole back focusing on Roderick Strong. So we see these three members of the team. Who's the strongest member of each team then? The authors of strong pain is going to either be... I think it's a calm. You think a calm stronger than Razor? The Undeserving Era and Sanity. It has to be Big Damo. Uh, I think with Sanity... Well, I think they're trying to say with this one, like, these are the three kind of captains of the team. I think Adam Cole's strongest one in the Undisputed Era. But I think... Uh, I think maybe Roderick Strong over the Authors of Pain. Depends. We haven't really seen much of the Authors of Pain. We've seen him smashing in recent times, but they're coming off a big loss. And with Sanity... Well, it's Nikki Cross, isn't it? She's the strongest member yeah. of Sanity. Yes, <laughs> but... Would you say Roderick Strong's the weakest link, then, on the Authors of Strong Pain? Yeah. I think Roderick Strong's got a lot to prove. I think Adam Cole got a lot to prove. I don't think Eric Young in this match got to show he belongs. I mean, it's the first time he's been in the main event. So the big call, especially Roderick Strong now, trying to heat it up a little bit. Well, Strong's going back and forth to each corner, taking out Young and taking out Cole. And we've got nine, eight. Well, yeah, the five minutes are up. Whose cage is going to be released? Oh, of course, it's the Undeserving Era. Well, what a surprise. Undisputed Era being let out. And here comes O'Reilly. And so at this moment in time, it is three on two. And look at these two guys. This, this, is, just, this is what Undisputed Era is all about. Using the numbers just to beat down. Adam Cole comes in now. Wow, do you think Roderick Strong's regretting not joining the Undisputed Era now? <laughs> I, think, I think he is. I mean, they come out here and they're just laying it out. Fish with the kicks. Fish kick. And Eric Young caught between the ropes and the cage. Oh, big elbow there from Cole. Big, big elbow. Big O'Reilly. And, and Fish oh. follows it up with an elbow of his own. See a fish kick and a fish elbow. Well, now we've got a countdown. We've got three minutes until the next team comes out. I know it's late in the day, but this is a main event. This is the War Games match that we know and some hate, <laughs> like Dan does. I can tell you hate it already, but Eric Young being caught up on a cage. German release there from Bobby Fish. I think aided by the kick fully. And, well, they definitely need help because they're the three men of Undisputed Era absolutely laid out. Roderick Strong, and now Roderick Strong's got some, well, Kyle O'Reilly's got a submission in on Roderick Strong. Break that leg. So what would your preferred tactics be in this match? And would you like to come in first, second or last? I'll do what Undisputed Era are doing. 3-1, divide and conquer. <laughs> Just beat the shit out of one guy. And when that team comes out, those two will be three on two. We try and just use the numbers at an advantage until the, the very end. 
Yeah, but if you're the last team, these you know these three guys are going to have worn themselves out after six minutes. I mean, you know, they're dishing out a heavy lot of punishment. Yeah, but look at the state of Roger Strong and Eric Young at the moment. I mean, even the two guys come out, how much help will they be? Again, up against the cage in between the ropes. If we're talking about a Carmen Rosar or Dame, uh, Killian yeah, Dane and Wolf, two big guys, they could easily run through these three fucking knobs. <laughs> Fair. Where would you come in the match then? I'd like to come in last. He's coming last. A bit like the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I, I can see your point there. Because, you know, no one can pin anyone until you're in the ring. That's what we were waiting for, aren't we? We were waiting for the last team to be released. But at the moment, Undisputed Era just absolutely beating the crap out of Young and uh, Strong. And what they're doing, they're using the two rings as well to keep them apart so they're not even together. Uh, only 10 seconds left now until the next team comes out. So who's coming out next then? Fuck, well, whoever comes out is going to be big, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Sanity. Um, I'm going to go for AOP. Well, not very well, very, very well, those lights, but... Authors of pain, and he's finally got the cage open. Here come a Carmen Razor. Riley and Fish are holding the cage closed, but I don't think that's going to stop the big guys. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Wouldn't it pay to drag one of them out so then their team's forfeited? Oh, well, it is. Well, Fish just got hit in the head. Uh, Riley got hit with a cage door. Fish went flying across. And now Carl's <laughs> flying headfirst into the cage. Carl throwing Eric Young into the side of the cage. And it looks like Kyle O'Reilly is trying to fight Razar. Using that cage to stop himself. And oh, dump right on that still. And Adam, Cole, Adam Cole's caught. And he's thrown all the way across the ring. <laughs> One ring to another. And the officer play come out dominating Eric Young again. In serious trouble. And Eric Young going from one ring to another. Backdrop by the AOP. And now they've got Roderick Strong. He's on their team. <laughs> oh, and they've used him as a missile and launched him into the other four members there. <laughs> I don't know how much of an idea Roderick Strong... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much Roderick Strong had in that, but Officer Payne obviously had an idea for a move and used <clears throat> Roderick Strong. Well, Sanity, though, were looking on, like, what have they done to Eric Young? But he's still in trouble now. Oh, my God. Officer Payne come out and absolutely dominating. Riley and Fish go flying. And now Razar. Well, I'm in the corner. Razar's got Adam Cole. And they're just throwing their opponents into the other members of the op- opposing team. They were both in the trio, wo- trio wo in the corners. Well, go for you guys. You come out here. <laughs> I like you guys. You really saved my bacon. <laughs> Anything I could do? And they're like, no, we got it. <laughs> Adam Cole goes flying. He's getting his ass kicked. I don't care how many Undisputed Era slash Nexus armbands he's got. Not going to help him in this one. The office is a strong pain. Absolutely dominant. But you're right. Sanity going to come out soon. Fresh as a Dane. Well, I say soon. They're going to come out in 10 seconds. Killian Dane, Alexander Wall. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And the last team have come out. Here we go. <laughs> Look at Wolf. Dane will join him in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Alexander Wolf. We know what he's like. German. Yeah, he's crazy. He takes off his jacket. No! Oh, he's got a nightstick <laughs> hidden. Wow, no one said you couldn't bring weapons into the match. Well, you go to war, you can bring what you want with you, and he's using it on the AOP. Dane's not even got himself into the match yet. <laughs> Side rush and leg sweep. Oh, what's Dane doing? He's looking for some toys. Oh, brings out a trash can. This war games match might just be getting extreme. Still chair. Oh, couple of chairs. Trash can. Any more toys? Oh, another Cut trash can, those sticks. Chain. And a chain. Where's the table? Okay, now. Where's the ladder? I think you're right about being the last team, because they've just bought a shitload of weapons with them. 
Eric Young, Wolf, using the chairs, choking them out, and now using weapons. And uh, Damo still not... Uh, Killian Dane still not got in the ring yet. Well, oh. the crowd are chanting, we want tables. Oh. And I think Dane's going to oblige. My God, two tables. The crowd chanting louder for that than he did something else earlier in the car. <laughs> Dane now bringing the tables in. They're in there. Don't you worry about that. But then again, if War Games is so great, then why are we having all these kind of cheap weapons? Not cheap weapons, but you know what I mean? Why are we well, having... Santa here bringing their own mix to it, I think is probably the only way. <laughs> <laughs> Cacao! Uh, Kyle O'Reilly went to hit Alexander Wolf in a chair. Wolf dodged, hit the rope, hit himself. Wolf now got fish. Oh! Slams in for a trash can. Well, this has certainly changed. Like I said, the tables are in there now. I know it's Sanity's way of doing things, but still. <laughs> Dane, locking the cage, trying to. Yeah, in his own time, you're alive, Big Dane. And now that's why he's got the. He's not going to use this steel chain. He's going to lock the War Games cage with it. So now it's the first man to submit or win, or unless another team runs out of the way and forfeits. And here comes Dane, finally into the match. And he's got the key. And, and he's, he's just swallowed it. Yeah, well, we'll see that in two to three days. Wolf's a pain back to the feet. Big Dame on the other ring. Absolutely destroying whoever's in his path. And now Dane's going to go over to see Akam. Here comes Razar. Well, this is the Akam before the storm. It is, but Dane is taking on <laughs> both Wolf's a pain, even though they're the same size as him. Backing them both up into the corner. Dane drops him. But I don't think he's finished. Drop kicks one, sentons the other. Well, I think with this match dramatically since they entered. Indeed, yes. Well, Dane's improved yeah, this match dramatically yeah. since he's entered. Uh, Wolf brought the night stick and look how hairy the back of Dane, especially in HD. We can see it from here. And now what the hell is Dane doing? Everybody's going up top. Everybody's fighting. Here comes Dane. Oh, <laughs> Takes the one to be an and young. Yeah, he did. Why did he take out two of his own members? He landed squarely on Orphans of Pain. Going for the pin. And Adam Cole breaks it up. And I think that infuriated Killian Dane, who's probably the freshest man in there. Adam Cole's got himself a kendo stick, but I don't think that's going to help him. Not at all. <laughs> Dane catches it. Slaps it out of Cole's hand. Now he's got you, Dane. Bobby Fish from behind <sighs> with a kick. Fucking hell, Fish. And they find themselves two on one at the moment. Going to go try and sunset flip Dane. Good idea. He just clouts Fish in the head. Slams Adam Cole. <laughs> oh, Kyle O'Reilly, the handsome devil that he is, breaks up the free count attempt. Free. But how can the three members of the future find themselves in a three on one situation? Situation. At this time in the match. You know, how lucky are they? Well, I say lucky. Dane's just thrown... O'Reilly into the side of the cage. Oh, throwing him to the other side and just folding him up. Well, it's getting a little bit unpretty now, but we expected that. We've not seen much of the other side, well, the other ring at the moment. Oh, Roderick Strong. He's been caught with Kyle O'Reilly. A Samoan drop and a fallaway slam. Well, I think at the same time that we've not been seeing... One of the authors of Pain have been doing exactly the same thing. That is Razar. On the other side of the ring, and now Razar and Dane come in the middle. They meet in the middle in no man's land. Well, these are two of the biggest men in the entire time in NXT, clubbing at each other. Dane looking to put Officer of Pain away. Big kick by Razar. Huge kick by Dane. Both are running at each other now. Oh, oh cross body by Dane. Takes out Razar. A calm comes in to try and help out his brother. <laughs> 
out of him. Oh, power slam to Dane. One, two. Oh. Oh. And again, O'Reilly in and all. He's got a steel chain. I don't know if he used it or not, if it was just there. Now he's going to hurt the authors of pain. Runs around the cage and plants Razor. Uh, a calm. And now Eric Young in with Adam Cole. Kicked by Cole, sent Eric Young out. And now Fish and Strong being kicked into O'Reilly. Double team move by these two men. Picks up Strong, delivers kicks to either side of his head. Yeah, triple move then by the whole of the Undisputed Era. I don't want to say impressive, but it, it kind of was. Dane up. <laughs> that was even more impressive, yeah. turning Adam Cole inside out with a clothesline. Yeah, that was brilliant. I broke his fucking neck. And Fish and O'Reilly upload with Dane. They won't be up for long. No, I don't think this match is going to finish until we see the tables set up. But oh no, O'Reilly and Fish chopping down a big tree. Kicks to the back and chest in stereo. <laughs> that was a better kick. Alexander Wolf comes in. A big bicycle kick. Beheads Fish. Oh. He gets caught by O'Reilly. Oh, lovely forearm. And now he's got the steel chain. And Alexander Wolf being chained up by Kyle O'Reilly. And this might be a step too far. Why is he just tying him up? And then maybe he's going to go for a net breaker or submission somehow and try and use the. If he can get the even the chain round. He's fumbling, isn't he? He is indeed. Oh! Cross arm breaker. Look at Alexander Wolf holding on to his hands. Hands clasped, making sure he can't release it. If it comes unreleased, that's all she wrote. One finger left and pulling the K. Oh, oh. Oh! Eric Young with a big elbow drop off the top. Saving his partner, going for the pin on Cole. Fish with a moonsault off the top. And this could go either way at the moment. Everybody down. Dancing referees in there. And he looks worried. And he looks like he's got really bad fake tan as well. Like a really orange face. Look, back of his head's fine. <laughs> looks like Recently t- had a haircut. He looks like a tango man. My God. This match is crazy. And now in one ring, we've got O'Reilly and one of the authors of pain. Razor and Kenny and Dame might be joining them soon. But we can see the marks of war. And he's got him up with a powerbomb. Fish. Oh! Super collider between the two rings with Killian Dane in the middle. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh! Eric Young breaking up the free count. Count. And uh, Officer Payne can't believe it. Big Dane down and Eric Young. Oh my God. Dane's been busted open. Well, that was some impact. No protection there. And Eric Young's in trouble. No. Oh no. Spins out. Oh. Throws a calm into Razor. Oh, picks out one. And Eric Young now going to go. He can't pick up Razor, can he? Well, he's got him up. Oh, my God. The power of Eric Young. Oh. oh. Drops him onto his brother. And Eric Young's been busted open as well. It's not been a great night for Sanity being busted open, but Eric Young going for the pin. And Roderick Strong and Adam Cole there. Both saving their teams. And Adam Cole, I think, looks really fresh at the moment, fighting Roderick Strong. As I say, that Strong pushes Adam Cole into Eric Young. He's got him up. Oh! oh. Lovely backbreaker. Oh. oh! And a backbreaker for Young as well. He's laying there in a folded up prone position. Knees to Fish. Knees to O'Reilly. Catches Wolf. Oh! oh backbreaker to him. What's he going to do to Dane? Oh, my God. Knee to the jaw. That just rocks the big man, though. And now he's got Dane up. Strong slam. Oh. Hits it. Goes for the pin. One, two. Oh. oh. A kick to the face by Adam Cole. 
Baby. Baby. Alan Cole's been in a position to kind of stop up most of the falls tonight. I don't think he's been that, you know, I think he's been hiding out, pretending he's hurt. So he's like, sanity really <laughs> The author's a pain. Alan Cole back to his feet. Very young, rolling over Alexander Wolf there. Alan Cole going up. He's going up to the top. But Eric Young to his feet. Eric Young going up and Roger Strong on the other side. Both on the second rope. Oh, but Young and Strong are fighting as well. They want to both hurt. Adam Cole and, oh my God. Sanity on one side. Undisputed here on the other. Oh, fucking hell. They've got... <laughs> Eric Young and have gotten both. And it's Adam Cole safe. Oh. Oh. My God, impact for eight of the eight of the men and just the six one. Six of the men. Was it sorry, six? Four weeks. Carmen Rosar took them out though, didn't they? Yeah, but they're still down now. They've had some punishment, haven't they? Adam Cole was the one who didn't do anything. Oh no, but a Carmen Rosar. Uh oh. Surrounding Adam Cole. I think you were right, but they are hurt, don't forget. It takes the power to take out three men like they did. Yeah, that's right. Three men they just took out. Well, yeah, they power on three men each. Uh-oh, and Adam Cole's in place. And if he goes out the match, he forfeits it for his team. But they don't want to let him escape. They want to give him some punishment. And a pangs Cole up. And now it's just all for pain. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. A calm get the tables. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Nah. Well, they're razoring hell here in this match. Table's been set up by all... And this is not going to end well. I think the end is coming. It's been an hellacious match. Now, look who's managing to get to their feet. It's Sanity, Alexander Wolf. Well, he slows Offers of Pain's progress down. Why would you do that for? Why don't you just let Adam Cole go for the table? Do you know what I mean? If you're Sanity, you're not helping out one of your own members. And Adam- again, Adam <laughs> Cole escapes the fucking trouble. Oh, and he's going over the top. And he forfeit it for his team. Alexander Wolf has got Razar up there. I can't stop him. Cole Wolf. Oh, oh. Jesus! German Christ. suplexes himself and Razar through the table. That's it. He's dead. And Adam Cole on the top of the cage. Eric Young. Eric Young takes out Razar. Uh, a calm netbreaker, and it's only Adam Cole on top. Oh, Big Dane's got up. I think O'Reilly's using the trash can to get to his feet. Well, it looks like that table smashed Alexander Alexander Wolf's head open. O'Reilly now with a kicks to Dane, but Dane blocks that. <laughs> Turns him inside out with a big clothesline. Cole's managed to worm his way to a corner. I think that was unnecessary bump. I don't think you needed to do a German suplex off the table. When you fall backwards on site, it's even going to be worse than it's actually seeing where you're going. Indeed, yeah, he's just busted his head wide open. Exactly, I understand the point of, like, you know, taking risks, but at the moment in time, everybody man showing the marks of war, and Dane's got the trash can, he's got ideas for Kyle O'Reilly, coast to coast. Coast to coast across two rings. And that is what Dane is going to do. Dane is actually going up. For a coast to coast. No, he can't. He's saying, what's your friend, Adam Cole? <laughs> Hits the coast to coast. <laughs> That it's a 350-pound man. He just come across, and Eric Young's in a prone position. Roderick Strong's up to his feet. Well, not up to his feet, but crawling. Dane there. That is incredible. Adam Cole on the top of the cage. He, he won't jump. He's too much of a pussy. Roderick Strong staring. The author's a strong pain. 
are looking in a lot of trouble. Where's our sanity? <laughs> Roderick Strong's up to his feet, though. And he says, Adam Cole, baby. And he's looking to get out there. He don't want none of Roderick Strong. Oh, my God. It's not, is it? Roderick Strong looking. Get Adam Cole. No, not off the top of the cage. Roderick Strong's got Adam Cole. And, and I don't like Adam Cole, but this might kill him from here. No roof to stop these guys from getting out. Oh, my God. Well, he might be Adam Cole, baby, but Roderick Strong's met him on the top. He's going to suplex him. Off the top, no. No! Oh! Fucking hell. <laughs> Superplexes him off top into a sea of people. Someone get a pinfall then? <laughs> Roderick Strong's got the cover. Oh! Cole managing to kick out. Oh. Is that the... F- oh, no, there was other pinfalls. We've we? had other pins, but that, that was, thought that was over. <clears throat> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Every man <laughs> down after that. The wolf's still down on the other side of the ring. <laughs> All going down like skittles. Well, which way is this going to go? I don't know. Adam Cole's down at the moment. Undisputed era. Don't look great. Unusually tanned referee. Such a don't weird. look great. No, he don't. Oh, Wolf's trying to get his way back into this match. Oh, Wolf, don't do it. It's not worth it. And now Dame and Razor right back in the middle. And Dame winning the fight here. But a car managing to fight back as good as he's getting. Here we go. Here comes Dame. Oh, misses it. Oh, oh side rush and leg sweep with the lariat on that metal plating in between the two rings. My God. That's got to have taken a big man out. Well, is that the last chapter for Killian Dane? O'Reilly trying to choke out Razor. And now Fish up. <laughs> fish down. Fish back up, though, with the punches. Try and wear him down with a sleeper. Here come Undisputed Era. Oh. Big knee to the face of him. And Razar's down. Bet Eric Young up. He's going to maybe go for the pin. Into the side of the cage. Alexander Wolf to his credit. Back to his feet. Got O'Reilly. Bang! Oh. Eric Young, net breaker, dumps him. But Roger Strong up. <laughs> oh, turns Wolf inside out. He's busted open again on impact to the canvas. And Adam Cole and Roderick Strong helping each other up. Well, both men now fighting for the respective teams. But it's more than that between these two. And Adam Cole, baby's in control at the moment. Going to send Roderick into the cage. Oh, Strong reverses. Eric Young with his finish. Oh! Uh, Wilbarra throws him into the side of the cage. Oh, Adam Cole! Hits Eric Young with the kendo stick. And now undisputed here. Oh no, Eric Young grabbing a chair. Maybe one last bit of protection. Adam Cole's in position. Oh! Shining wizard into the chair. Into Eric Young's face. One, two, three. That's it. And the undeserving era win without a bit of help from the strong. No, but my God. Watch Dan, what were your thoughts on that match? Absolutely hell in two cells. Uh, I thought it was a very good match, to be honest. There was a lot of carnage, but there wasn't too much going on to try and trying to take your focus away from something, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they were, they were concentrating on one thing at a time, weren't they? You know, it wasn't yeah. like... One bit, one bit here. We had the different stories in the match. We saw Killian Dane, tough he was. We saw uh, Alexander Wolf, of course, how tough he was. A German suplex through. I think it improved once every man was in the ring. 
and we we got the the weapons in and stuff like this. I thought at the start it was quite quite slow to begin with, wasn't it? You know, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sure if we're going to get into it. And then towards the yeah. end, it started clicking, didn't it? And it worked yeah. out really well. Well, that's just sanity eliminated. We've still got another team to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, no, that is it. <laughs> Luckily for us. But, uh, no, it's, it's been a long night, but it's been enjoyable. Final thoughts on the main event, Dan? Holy shit, carnage. And, you know, you can see as the camera pans around the ring, everyone is laying down apart from Adam Cole Bebe. Well, that means points-wise, we both get points. We end three points each. And like I say, you've got the NXT win. But, yeah, Adam Cole's the star of this match. He's the one that kind of broke everything up. We saw a couple of crazy moves, like I say, German suplex through the tables, Adam Cole off the very top. But uh, a, a great way to end what it is. And for a War Games match, do you think it exceeded expectations? It's probably the best War Games match I've seen. <laughs> Would you be excited for the next War Games? Well, providing it's, you know, we're not going to see an Arn Anderson thing and him fucking featuring in 18 <laughs> different War Games matches. I'd like to see it once a year, if, you know, if that. But then again, you know, you've got to find the teams for it. I mean, you know, the damage that Wolf's had done to him. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of these guys ain't going to be walking right for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, I think maybe Wolf is a pain's time. That's come now on NXT. They can move away. I think the next program will be Sanity and Fish and O'Reilly tag team titles. Uh, I think that's the way to go. But I think Killing Dave is really impressive. I mean, let's not forget, he coast-to-coasted across the ring for a trash can. We don't want to forget this type of thing. You know, uh, some great moments in that match. But let's have a look at the card overall then. And uh, we'll, oh, I gave ratings for each of the matches. Uh, so the first match, which was Lars Sullivan versus KO. I gave that three out of five. I thought it was quite a decent way to start, wasn't it? I gave that a three and a half out of five, and I thought Sullivan looked very, very strong. Yeah, very, very strong, and I think uh, Ono, it did no harm in his loss here. Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. I thought, again, very, very good match. What was your rating? Uh, I gave that a four and a half out of five. I thought it was brilliant, yeah. (laughs) I gave that four out of five. I thought it was a really, really good match. Uh, Credit to that. Uh, and I love the story in it, and the black finally saying uh, Velveteen Dream's name. The women's match, what was your rating? What was your thoughts? Four out of five for that. Um, again, you know, it was a great match. And had a legitimate chance to win the title. And, you know, again, I think looking back at it, it probably did go to the right woman. I think it did. I think I could have done with it a little bit longer, like we say. But, uh, yeah, four out of five for me on that one. All right, Dream McIntyre versus CN. What was your rating for that match, James? Uh, I gave that three and a half out of five. I thought it was a good match, but I didn't think it was as good as the women's or the Black Dream match. Just because it's a shocking end doesn't make it a great match. What was your rating for that? Uh, I gave that a three and a half as well. Yeah, yeah. And then War Games finally down. What was your rating for the main event? I gave that a four and a half. I gave that four and a half as well. I thought it was a really, really great match. So match of the night for you between Black and uh, War Games, what are you going to go for? I don't know, if you're going to include the storyline and the way it ended and the way it all panned out, I think the Black versus Velveteen Dream was the best match for me of the night. I've got to say, for me, even though I did love the, that match, uh, the War Games match, I think, delivered. For me, when I didn't think they were going to bring it back or not, to be able to do that and to think, yeah, War Games has got a future in WWE now, thanks to this match. Each These nine men gave absolutely everything in this, so I've got to say this is my match for the night, you know? So, rating out of 10, what would you give this play for you out of 10, Dan? Last thing we're going to do here tonight. I'd give it a very good 8. Any reason? Um, 
No, you know, he, I think every single match delivered. Could have had a bit longer on the other matches, but looking back at, you know, well, looking forward to the uh, the War Games match itself, the amount of time that took, I think, you know, the other matches needed to be short so they could fit it all on the card. Yeah, I'm going to give it seven and a half because uh, even though I liked the main event, I liked a couple of matches on there, I still think it was the weakest takeover event we've had this year. If we look back at Nakamura Rude at the beginning, even last takeover that we had, I thought it was better than this one. But I'm going to give it seven and a half. I still think the War Games match exceeded expectations. But that's it. And we're going to talk about the week after NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series right now. So end of 132. Let's talk about the event. NXT TakeOver is a hit every single time. Well, WWE's pay-per-views range from flops to fantastic. NXT big events are steadily engaging and memorable. Fans can count on TakeOver to set the bar high for any pay-per-view weekend. Great matches are a certainty. Well, TakeOver War Games was the latest exhibit to prove that. Well, TakeOver has been WWE's go-to product for a long while. WWE's pay-per-views are sometimes hampered by overbooking, abrupt ending or flat stories. Brock Lesnar's Hoss fights this year have underwhelmed. The ending to Survivor Series main event was a confusing mess. NXT Night, on the other hand, have given WWE some of its very best matches of 2017. Oscar versus Moon at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate from TakeOver Chicago. The Authors of Pain versus DIY versus Revival at TakeOver Orlando. The development brand doesn't have the star power the main roster has, but TakeOvers are often more satisfying experience to start to finish than their pay-per-view counterparts. I mean, they planted all the seeds for no reason. Owens and Zayn should have had a bigger influence at Survivor Series. Why do all this trash for Kane if he's not going to interfere? And the same with Jason Jordan, you know? Yeah, and uh, a final for NXT TakeOver. Greater than WWE's pay-per-views by country mile. From the compact length to the quality of matches, NXT is simply a more enjoyable product. Amazing what you can get out of a one-hour weekly show versus five hours of Raw and SmackDown plus 205 Live if you count that. Uh, that's not going to stop anytime soon either. WWE keeps stockpiling talent in NXT. Kari Sane, Johnny Gagano, Lee Heavy Machinery and the Undisputed Era are sure to make most of their at-bats in the takeovers to come. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I mean, we heard a story coming out this week from the McIntyre was he's meant to be called up, but he might actually have a, an arm injury with a bicep. So they're actually going to keep losing talent, but they're going to keep filling it up as well. And like we said, it's uh, it's still all good. Right, we move on for a bit of news because it's been quite a newsworthy week. And, of course, we had Survivor Series. And uh, honest to goodness, Tamina was not joking. Now she's she's tweeted a picture with 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 her and Nia Jax, and comparing them to Dan, uh, Rock and Austin, <laughs> Hogan, and Andre the Giant, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels as well. Um, are they really as iconic moments <laughs> as them? No, I mean, it's one thing to pick yourself over or to have a high opinion of yourself and the work you do. And this is like all, all together. Well, for her part, Nia was far more realistic. And it is Red Heart versus Blue Heart, Clash of the Titans, hashtag Polynesian Royalty, hashtag Survivor Series. That's, that's a lot better, I think. Exactly. Other news as well. We talk about Kevin Owens. He's got the new, well, he got the new series on WWE Network. Uh, WWE 365 where unfortunately when I heard it was going to be a series I thought each episode would be about Kevin Owens and about the year he had but they're trying to cram a year into like a kind of 45 minute program aren't they you know yeah I think it needs to be a bit longer you know they've they've gone through the effort of filming him for a year and 
you know, I think they've, I don't know, it's, even that seems kind of longed out as well. Yeah, it's weird, you know, because uh, I'm a KO fan and so are you. But even if you're not, it's a, it's a usual well-produced W product and it is a fascinating glimpse into how self-critical performers who reach the top of the field often are. And even we heard with Owens winning the Universal title, he was more concerned about Finn Balor, wasn't he? And about, yeah, you know. and he was glad to get his phone call off Finn with seeing his smiling face. Ah, Owens, potato, 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 yeah. leprechauns. And this is the weird thing we know as well. Triple H gave Owens the title. And he's still getting involved in storylines now. So it's not it's not changed in all these years. But do you think um, he's kind of justified headbutting Vince McMahon? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had a match against Shane McMahon, but that was kind of stolen by Sami Zayn, so to speak. You know, aside from... Shane McMahon's dive off the top of the cell. What else can you remember from that match? Exactly. You can't really remember anything else. But um, it's all about Owens. I mean, he speaks honestly and full frightly about who's never satisfied. And he believes that this led led to his uh, not being appreciated for some moments that are basically true, like teaming up with Chris Jericho. Well, it's impossible to watch the special without thinking about the rumours and reports swirling around Owens recently concerning his attitude backstage and the reasons he and Sami Zayn were sent home from the SmackDown tour of Europe. This moment where he approaches Vince McMahon to ask how the chairman liked his WrestleMania 33 match with Chris Jericho definitely stands out. Yeah, basically it's Kevin Owens going over to Vince McMahon who's behind the, all the commentary headphones in and he says, are we good? And Vince McMahon turns to him and says, no. No, which must be fucking horrible, especially, yeah. you know what I mean? You're working your ass off. Owens, I would put in the, the same case of Ambrose. It's like guys who are constantly working. They might pick up injuries, but they fight through it and do all the house shows, do all the appearances. And and it seems like, you know, if you're back, say, someone like Neville's position as well, yeah. you know, who's even less than Owens, what do you think he's getting treated like? It, it, it shows that kind of unhappiness. It's like the the... the true story behind Disneyland isn't it people dressing up as Mickey Mouse aren't happy like the wrestlers yeah, yeah, <laughs> in yeah. a weird way it's that kind of oh we thought they were a big team but this isn't to say the exchange had anything to do with uh, with whatever was going on between Owens and W Brass currently one of the closing segments of 365 is KO get McMahon's approval approval for his summer about against AJ Styles this past August well a match that was reportedly a lot less light than the Jericho one in Orlando for some people, but um, yeah, what it definitely shows is how much we get from the main roster shows is the production of one man's vision with a team of people trying to execute that and please Vince at the same time. Yeah, shows like the 365 open up those kind of avenues of discussion. Love it, or hate it. This is reality era we're living in, where every member of the W universe is smart to some degree, and almost everyone backstage is also a fan. But with complex character Owens and Vince McMahon. And interesting shows like this one give us great behind-the-scenes moments. So, that you know, it's not really bad for anything. No, no, I mean, I enjoy it. And if it's going to be a series, it'd be interesting to see who's up next. But it's a shame that it's not any longer, is it? But it, it kind of shows that kayfabe, I know it's dead, but it definitely is dead. You know, you see him on screen and he's some tough arsehole that wants to fight Owen's fight. And then, you know, you see him walking out of an arena with his daughter in his arms and his son by his yeah, side you know it's, it's actually <laughs> more likeable than half the baby faces on the roster as well <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? who won't stop for an autograph and stuff because this thing Kevin Owens and, and most of the guys came from Ring of Honor been on the independent scene for 10-15 years you know so they yeah. know what it's like to perform in front of 36 people so they're going to give their best like I say every night they don't go out there in certain performances I think that's a discussion for another day 
sit-room news, but Dan, one of your favourite legends, a bit of trouble. Yes, WWE legend Kamala is off life support and breathing on his own after emergency surgery. The Ugandan giant is awake and alert after being taken off the ventilator following complications from diabetes, a condition that has already forced him to have both of his legs amputated. Yeah, the Ugandan giant, one of the biggest stars of the company in the 80s and 90s, underwent emergency surgery earlier this week. His stepdaughter has been keeping his supporters updated on the veteran's condition through Facebook. She revealed that doctors thought the towering Harris would not pull through his latest scare. She wrote, Facebook friends and family, please pray for my stepfather, a.k.a. Kamala James Harris. He had emergency surgery this morning around 3am. He's on live support. His buddy Coco Beware is here. Yeah, Jay's also posted again saying that a stepfather was shown size improvement before giving the latest in 1992 while working with the WWE. Uh, most wrestling fans would remember Kamala for his feud with The Undertaker in 92, where he was defeated at SummerSlam. He then lost again to the Phenom at Survivor Series in a casket match before leaving and joining WCW in 1995. And last wrestling in 2010. Yeah, who can forget? Kamala, you will rest in peace. That's one of my earliest wrestling memories. And incidentally, if you want to go back and listen to that, you go back to the WNR25, part of the trilogy of the history of The Undertaker celebrating 25 years. Anyway, talk about Kamala. He also draws some epic bouts of Hogan in the 80s to become one of the biggest villains in the business. And Kamala's story is fantastic because literally he was just a big guy. Jerry Lawler spotted him and said, man, you'd make a great wrestler. He said, I can't do anything. He goes, no, no, no. We're just going to paint you up. You can be a monster from like deepest Nigeria, Uganda, and you can be a star. And that's what he did, basically. <laughs> and um, I mean, I also remember him, you know, when he, uh... when he was dancing on the desk. <laughs> yeah, dancing yeah. at the Eagles' office. <laughs> Stop. You want me to rub the stars and the moons on your belly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's Kamala, so I'm glad he's, pay, uh, he's pulling through. Okay, next bit of news. The WWE 2018 pay-per-view schedule has been released, which helps us out, because I'll be able to do the WNR schedule for 2018. <laughs> as well. Indeed, yes. <laughs> well, overall, there will be reportedly be 14 pay-per-views in 2018. Five will be Raw exclusive, four will be SmackDown exclusive, and five will be co-branded, as Money in the Bank joins WrestleMania, Royal Rumbles, Five Series, and SummerSlam in that regard. Here is a full rundown of reported pay-per-view dates and locations for 2018. Well, January 28th in Philadelphia, you got the Royal Rumble. February the 25th, Las Vegas is Elimination Chamber for Raw. March the 11th, Columbus, Ohio is Fastlane for SmackDown. April the 8th is New Orleans, WrestleMania 34. May the 6th is Newark, New Jersey, Backlash, and that's a Raw pay-per-view. May the 27th is Baltimore, and that's Payback, and that's for SmackDown. Uh, June the 17th is Chicago, Money in the Bank. July the 15th is Pittsburgh for Battleground, and that's a Raw pay-per-view. August the 19th, Brooklyn, New York, SummerSlam. September the 16th, San Antonio is Extreme Rules for Raw. Uh, September the 30th, Nashville, Tennessee, Hell in a Cell for SmackDown. October 21st, Boston as TLC for Raw. November the 18th in Los Angeles is Survivor Series. And December the 16th, San, San Jose, California is Clash of Champions. And that's a SmackDown pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, so all the big cities basically featured. I see no United Kingdom, <laughs> no, no British uh, no, places there. Despite the promises... No, anything that stands out for me, uh, like I said, Money in the Bank, Chicago, I, I can always remember 2011. CM Punk. <laughs> exactly. February, Las Vegas uh, for the pay-per-view. There's a good one back in 2001 way out in February. 
Well, the money in the bank change is significant since it gives both brands a chance to get involved with one of the WWE's most unique and important gimmicks. This year, Baron Corbin won the men's money in the bank contract and Carmella won the briefcase full of women. With Raw set to the fray, Money in the Bank 2018 are two ladder matches with SmackDown and Raw superstars mixed together, or perhaps even four ladder matches if the brands remain separate. The 2017 pay-per-view calendar featured 16 events, but the reported 2018 schedule omits No Mercy and Great Balls of Fire to shrink the number to 14. Royal Rumble will be the first pay-per-view of 2018 in Philadelphia and will officially mark the start of the road to WrestleMania. Okay, so now we move on to Raw results. We had Raw and SmackDown, the kind of Survivor Series fallout this week. And uh, Dan, it's your time. But we're both because the first Dan, what is it time for? So. It is time for the Raw report. And the thing is, I actually have watched Raw and SmackDown this week, which is probably one of the first times ever. But Dan, how did we start off? Uh, we started off with Kurt Angle coming down. He was he he called out Triple H basically to. Because he wasn't happy of what happened the night before at Survivor Series where he got pedigreed yeah. and Shane got the cover. And then Jason Jordan came down to step up for his uh, to stand up for his dad and so did Braun Strowman. And, uh, well, I don't know. I think Triple H kind of got away scot-free as soon as I, all three men was vying for Triple H. Triple H has got away with everything and it turned out to be... Jason Jordan versus Braun Strowman later on that night. Yeah, this is the thing that normally, like I say, uh, well, Stephanie started off the show, didn't she? And she was out there smirking. She didn't have a cigarette and a gob. She just had a grin on her face. And and she said, like, I welcome the Triple H, the guy that destroyed the SmackDown team. I thought, oh, yeah, get Triple H over. That's great. And like I said, Angle came out, got up to his face and said, like, uh, if you hit me again, I don't care if I am general manager, I'm going to lay you out. And I was like... So he needs to be hit twice in the face to actually fight back. Like, if Dan, if someone hit you, right, would you say, look, the, the next time you do that... Right, you're going to get three or four more chances, buddy. <laughs> you do that three or four more times, I'm going to hit you back. Yeah. Jason Jordan came out, and it's funny because my dad was in the background, and he goes, you know, Jason Jordan looks like a wrestler figure. <laughs> because he's like... <laughs> Just a generic wrestler. Well-defined abs. Yeah, except well-defined abs, little red trunk. No, no, don't worry about the trunks. Anyway, and yeah, got in Triple H's face, and it was like, no, this is a COO. You can't do anything like that. Oh, shit, COO, Triple H. Razor Ramon, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Triple H is the only guy who's got to change his character as well. It's like, this is COO, Triple H. When I put on another jacket, I am the guy. <laughs> oh. And I make the rules. Yeah, like, oh, God, don't put on the wrong jacket. And yeah, it's like, yeah Jason Jordan versus Strowman. I think that'd be interesting for uh, later tonight. It's all little things. Uh, what was after that? Uh, after that, we had Samoa Joe against Finn Balor, and again another ma- well, another moment on Raw you wasn't happy with. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't happy with it easier because well, what? Yeah, why weren't you happy with it? Uh, Finn Balor got choked out. I mean, he's been protected for quite a while, and then he just goes and gets choked out by Samoa Joe. And no disrespect to Samoa Joe, he is a monster and he is a great wrestler, but. You know, he's not really got any accolades yet. This is the thing, isn't it? They're, they're, he's come up from the roster, uh, from the NXT roster, and it's still they don't know what to do with him yet, whether they treat him like a monster while they do something like this. Obviously, Finn Balor still hasn't got his rematch. Uh, I didn't think it was a bad match, to be fair. The, the no. Joe Balor was good. I was shocked by the ending. Like I say, Balor... Well, he didn't, he didn't tap out, did he, though? I no. think that, that goes in Balor's favour... You know, he he just passed out basically. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the feud between these two are gonna 
continue until Finn gets his demon out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> big fat purple demon exactly. out. Yeah, he gets his demon out. You like that, do you? Uh, um, but it's interesting as well because the rumours about who's going to face Brock Lesnar next for the Universal title. It was a story about Finn Balor, wasn't there? You know? He's not over enough. Well, this is what Vince McMahon says, but he released... Vince McMahon said Vince it Vince McMahon well. said he's over. Would you want to see a Balor versus Lesnar match? If it's <laughs> half as entertaining as AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, then yeah. Well, it's a question of would they let him be that competitive as AJ Styles? Yeah, well, he, uh, you know, he's... Yeah. But Balor did beat Styles at TLC, let's not forget. So I thought that meant that Balor was... But then player. Balor got thumped by Kane. <laughs> He got thumped by Kane, eliminated by Randy Orton at Survivor Series as well. So, well, you know, that happens, doesn't it? But uh, be interesting to see what they do. Up next, up next, the undefeated Oscar went against Dana Brooke, a woman who she had a little bit of beef with from before. Uh, I think it was the fatal four-way match for the last member yeah. of the team, Dana Brooke. Well, she decided to slap Oscar around the face. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do something yeah. that stupid? So Oscar kicked her in the face, cost her opportunity to be in the, the women's match, and then she had to face Oscar. What do you think of the match? It wasn't too bad. Oh, fucking, oh. It was just Oscar, wasn't it? This is the thing I loved about it. It was proper Oscar. It was Dana Brooke might have got maybe 30 seconds of offense in and, and basically just got destroyed by Oscar, who beat her with a, a kick to the, knockout kick to the face and easily pinned her. Didn't even bother going with the Oscar lock. No. And that is Oscar keep building her up like this. They can't fail. They can get to a point where they have hashtag the streak in the corner and everybody gets excited about it and we can do it right then, can't we? You know, and we can have her as at least something to look forward to in the Raw Women's Division or even on, on Raw. Yep. Uh, up next, we had Dean Ambrose and he went against Sheamus. Uh, that was quite an entertaining match. You had Seth by Dean's side and you had... Um, Cesaro by Sheamus' side. There was a bit of ruckus on the outside and you see Seth run through the ring, suicide dive, take out Cesaro, yeah. which was kind of enough of a distraction to, for Dean Ambrose to hit Dirty Deeds and uh, pin Sheamus. Yeah, I mean, the chemistry these two teams have is fantastic, isn't it? You know, So I really want to see another tag team match. I don't know if it was before or after, but we did have uh, Miss TV as well, didn't we? And... Uh, on that, he was going to have Roman Reigns. Early on, yeah. yeah, he was going to have Roman Reigns as his guest. But then the Shield. Uh, and I think the Miz is brilliant in this type of role where he he, he, was, he said to the Shield, he said, you should thank me because if it wasn't for me, you guys wouldn't have been back together. Which I thought was brilliant. And he even thanked Baron Corbin. You know, he was like, Baron Corbin should thank me because he got a win over an A-lister. And now, you know, he can carry on on SmackDown. Uh, and the Miz, I thought, were really strong. But unfortunately, because yeah, Ambrose and Rollins wanted a tag team title opportunity, they said, well, Reigns didn't want to feel left out, did he? You well, know? Reigns is like, well, what about me? What, you know, I, did, I didn't get consulted. And then it's like, well, there's that nice shiny white title that the Miz has made so prestigious. Yeah. And so that's the powers that be backstage made that match. And also during the night with Jason Jordan, well, he went up to Kurt Angle because he first came out and said he was 100% he wanted to take on Triple H, put in a Strowman match, and then he came up to Angle backstage, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he's like, Dad, I'm not 100%, <laughs> my knee hurts. So, you know, I've used that excuse a couple of times to get out of PE. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, do you, do you want to be put on a naughty step? You got to fight Strowman. Uh, and then we had a weird segment. Well, not weird segment. Um, Alexa Bliss came out. She was talking about her defeat to Charlotte, and then Mickey James came out and said that she wanted a title opportunity with her. 
quickly followed by basically everybody in women's division. Bailey, Sasha Banks, and then Alicia yeah. Fox. Yeah, they all came out saying they wanted an opportunity. Kurt Angle then arrived and said, look, why don't you four watch the winner becomes number contender. Uh, the match was going on, and then... And then... Something happened, and what happened? Well, Paige made an appearance at the top of the ramp to a fucking huge yes. evasion. Yeah, it really was. So you didn't know what I was going to say when I said fucking huge, <laughs> yeah, did you? No, yeah. And, yeah, I think the fans were great, grateful to see her back. You know, even despite there being a plethora of women on the Raw roster. And, you know, I think they timed their attack well because a couple of matches before that was Oscar against Dana Brooke and... They clearly weren't stupid enough to come out <laughs> and face Oscar because they would have all got beaten down yeah, rather true, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Paige, yeah, so she's not alone in there. Sonia Deville, Mandy Rose from NXT beat, I would say, the granny out of all the women in the ring. Apart from uh, Alicia Fox. Alicia yeah, Fox, Fox. Who kind of slulked away and made her way out the ramp and buggered off. Was Fox, Fox didn't, wasn't that crazy though, was she? She's yeah. quite, quite uh, clever going out. Uh, and yeah, Paige, um, Deville, and Mandy Rose. Like I say, we're going to talk about uh, Sonia Deville, Mandy Rose. We've got a kind of little profile about them in a bit. Uh, but well, you know, it was a good segment, wasn't it? Uh, it was very strong. Talk about strong. We had Braun Strowman against Jason Jordan next. I, f- I thought Jordan might have had a chance in the early going. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> He's using his speed and trying yeah, to go for takedown. He definitely has speed. <laughs> but uh, you know, as try as he might. No, because no. Uh, the big red machine came back. You know, he couldn't have done it a night earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Finally crawled out from under the ring where he was hiding. <laughs> it's like them games on your phone where it's like recovery in six days. And he, he was looking at it as well as he was like, like five days. I've got one day left. Yeah, I've not recovered yet. Yeah. yeah, he came out and um, basically attacked Strowman with a chair. I mean, he hit him everywhere but full on in the face. But uh, there was a, a really great chest shot to that yeah. I, I liked. Yeah, and he smashed him in the throat with a chair as well. I, I, well, not. Yeah. The weird thing about it I didn't like was, he, yeah, he got the chair around his neck, threw him into the ring post, and then kind of walked away. You know what I mean? He just kind of like, and everybody was like, is, is he is he done? Is he going to come back with like a fucking car or something like that? You know, he's just like, do 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 well, I've done enough damage for now, I suppose, because, you know, it's definitely not over between them two. Well, no, I think the problem is there's no promo, because otherwise he would have gone in the ring, done his, like, you know, poof, like that, and yeah. then they could have ended the segment nice and easy. But Strowman was quite funny, wheezing his way up. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like John Laurinaitis. <laughs> uh, and then I had a prolonged toilet break, so, Dan, what was the next match? <laughs> well, the toilet break was actually... You had uh, an eight-man tag. You had Rich Swan, Alexander, Akira Tazar. Ah, ah, ah! What? And Mustafa Ali, and they went against the Zoe Train. Yeah, the Zoe Train, Drew Gulak, Davari, uh, Davari Tony Nice, and Noam Dar. Yes, and uh, the Zoe Train lost. Yeah. <laughs> Up next? Up next, uh, Matt Hardy attacked the GPD. He did, after GPD was alright, I think, giving a little uh, concert in the middle of the ring, and then Matt Hardy rudely interrupted him, you know? Well, you know, it's becoming a thing. Just like uh, Drew Gulak's slide presentations, he never gets through one. You know, just <laughs> no. like GPD songs, doesn't get through them. No. Uh, are you excited for a prolonged Matt Hardy versus GPD feud? Oh, well, it'd be good to see eight matches between them two. <laughs> Can't wait. Main event, I'm going to watch it on the network when it comes up. 
And then the main event. Talk about the main event. Event, and it was uh, the Miz, Intercontinental Champion, going against his latest challenger, Roman Reigns. Yeah, and uh, unbelievable. I, I really enjoyed this match. Roman Reigns has kind of really turned it up for me, being that kind of main event character that you need. The match was perfect. He, they, they, sh- they showed it in a way where you know Reigns' big offensive moves was going to put the Miz away. And it was the Miz trying to get away from this. It was no real, you know, competition. But the Miz made it that, and it was credit to the Miz. I, I thought it was a great little match, you know. Yeah. Miz using his kicks, his drop kicks, his power. Uh, think, you know, hitting the skull crushing finale and Reigns uh, and Reigns managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And then the, the the finish of it, uh, I thought it was really well done, you know. Yeah. And of course, Roman Reigns hitting the spear and beating the Miz. And uh, are you surprised he won the Iconic title? Not really, no, because the Miz is going off to film the Marine Six. Ah, well, there we go. He's going See, one of them's come through. And, uh, well, the thing that really put him out, though, was the Miz wasn't finished there after the camera stopped rolling and the show had ended. The Miz was still trash-talking as he walked up the ramp, holding his ribs, and he was just trash-talking, calling the crowd fat, lazy, nacho-eating (laughs) you-know-whats. And, uh, well, three guys wasn't too happy to hear that. And those three guys were the Shield. And uh, the Miz, you know, he said, I'm going to be the bigger hand. And they just looked at him like he was an idiot. And uh, proceeded to Shield bomb him through an announce table, which should put the Miz out for up to six weeks. Yeah, up to six weeks. Again, he'll look at his phone and see when he's allowed back. Uh, But, yeah, I think fair play to the Miz. He deserves a little bit of a, well, even though he's filming. He's a big star. And I was thinking about this the other day. Wasn't Bob. he saying something similar to about John Cena, though? He was. and this, yeah. But this is what I think. You know, it's if it's groomy. But I think Miz and Reigns together equals John Cena. When nowadays, because if you think about the work Cena used to do every day and be on Raw and stuff, the Miz is basically, I don't want to say carried Raw, but been a main proponent of it since he's been drafted over, you know. You look at SmackDown last year, the way he was kind of like the main on the main storyline as well as in the kind of champion, and and with Reigns now in the main event and the kind of the appearances they do, interviews with the Miz doing a bit of filming and stuff like this, I, I think both of them are kind of like the main guys on Raw at the moment, and we're, we're going to miss the Miz for a little bit. But it'd be interesting to see what's next for Reigns and who who tries to step up and challenge him for the IC title. You know, indeed, yes, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, stuff that happened after the show, Survivor Series. There was a clip after the, the event as well, wasn't well, there? Well, quite a comical clip after Stephanie had finally managed to revive Triple H, who was beaten down in the ring. <coughs> um, had wandering off backstage, and as he was walking off in Triple H fashion, I do believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. he walked straight headfirst into like the Titantron, staggering about a bit, still obviously dazed from his uh, couple of running power slams from the Monster Among Men, which, you know, it is as much as... Triple H, you know, he kind of only thinks about himself and, you know, it's all about him. He kind of made it a bit about Strowman as well towards the end of it. Well, even though everybody's talking about what Triple H did, <laughs> Strowman thing, people yeah. are asking if it's real or not. Yeah. Uh, it's No, it's not. Triple H did that on purpose, you know, come on. Just like Brock Lesnar as he was limping throughout the backstage as well. Yeah, because there were stories that Lesnar was injured after the match, and no, he was just selling, even at the, in the back, to the wrestlers. But we talk about Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns' mantle is getting quite crowded. The big dog won the Intercontinental Championship, 
Monday night when he knocked off the Miz. And per WWE.com, Reigns is only the ninth superstar in the United Championship, Tag Team Titles, WWE Championship and the IC Crown. But there are still prizes the powerhouse has yet to claim. If you add winning Money in the Bank ladder match to the criteria, Reigns doesn't make the cut. Only Ambrose, Bryan, Edge and The Miz have been both Grand Slam champs and the Mr. Money in the Bank. Kurt Angle and Edge have King of the Ring victories in their name, in addition to their Grand Slam champion status. The Rated R Superstar, though, is the only current member of the group to have won the Royal Rumble, giving him entry into the most exclusive of clubs. And three of the current Grand Slam champions are in the Hall of Fame. Angle, Guerrero and Edge. And that's sure to change in a few years as Big Show and Jericho are locks for the Hall. As much as his distractions don't want to hear it, that's an honour Reigns is sure to achieve as well. And yeah, I mean, and like I say, not many people have done it. And uh, Reigns has, an, you know, all credit to him, I think. You know, if he wants to make accomplishments. Obviously, can't win the King of the Ring now. But I think a Money in the Bank victory in a couple of years' time will they'll probably yeah. do that for him, wouldn't yeah, they? You know? So we talk about that. And another thing that happened on Raw, when Paige stormed back into the WWE Raw spotlight, she did so with two unfamiliar soldiers at her side. Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. The two had their debut by joining Paige in the beatdown of Royal Female Stars. And soon, Banks, James and Bailey were arriving at the feet. The trio kept the violence going when they formed Alexa Bliss backstage. Oh yeah, we should say that. They beat up Miss Bliss. Is that going to turn Bliss face now or do you think she'll carry on hill? Oh, Bliss is, Bliss is going to kick their ass, isn't she? After <laughs> she's beaten Oscar. She's going to go and beat them three down as well. Do you think Oscar's next to Bliss or do you think it's Paige? Uh, well, I think Paige is... Uh kind of thrown herself into that really isn't she yeah I think Paige might be the next shot. I think it might be Oscar versus Paige rather than Bliss if I was going to do it I'd have Paige beating Bliss and turn Bliss face and see how successful she is doing that for a little bit you know not only did Paige make a long awaited return after neck surgery WWE introduced two new faces to the Raw women's division some fans may recognise the villain Rose from their few appearances on NXT TV but neither were prospect for the developmental brand like Braun Strowman and Bliss before them, the rookies made the jump to the main roster faster than expected. Monday night was far from the first time DeVille and Rose have shared the same stage. They both competed on the most recent season of WWE Tough Enough, the company's talent search show, and DeVille was out at the end of the fourth week of the series. Rose, on the other hand, placed second to Sarah Lee. After both women signed the steps in front of the cameras at the same time, Deville and Rose debuted on NXT TV together last August in a six-women tag match with Bliss. Right, so as their 10 years on Raw now unfold, let's dive into just who these two superstars are. So, Sonya Deville, five foot seven for Shimon Township, Shimon. New, Shimon Township, New Jersey. 24 years old and na- uh, nicknamed the Jersey Devil. The fighting gear Deville don- dons in the wrestling ring isn't just for show. The Raw rookie trained in MMA before becoming a pro wrestler. Her tough enough profile noted that she'd been training in one form of fighting or another since age 16. She made her MMA debut in 2014 with a win over fellow flyweight Alita Perez. Deville went 2-1 in her three fights with one of those victories coming by way of submission. Despite her elimination from tough enough, WWE signed her to a development deal in the fall of 2015. Early in her WWE run, she complete, competed under her real name, Daria Berenato, before adopting the Deville ring name. Her MMA background figures heavily into her ring moveset. She faces off with foes in a fighter stance, relies heavily on strikes, and employs a number of submission holds from the armbar to the Kimura. Her strikes are realistic and her mat game is solid, but showmanship hasn't been a strong suit to this point. 
This could come in time. She's still new to the sports entertainment game and she's competed in just 158 matches, just 10 on television. The MMA gimmick remind many of the Mae Young Classic finalist Shania Basler, but DeVille doesn't yet have the Queen of Space presence. And uh, Mandy Rose. She's 5 foot 4 inches. She's from Yorktown Heights, New York. And she's 26 years old and her nickname is the Golden Goddess. Before nearly taking home first place at Tough Enough, Rose was a fitness model, successful one at that. She was crowned the 2014 World Beauty Fitness and Fashion Bikini Champion. She impressed the judges and viewers at Tough Enough to the point she nearly won the competition. Second place proved good enough to land her a developmental deal, though. She signed shortly after the reality show's finale. WWE thought enough of her to invite her to be in the fifth season of Total Divas as well. She's been on the show far more than she's been on NXT. Rose has wrestled a total of 139 matches, only three of which were televised. Early on, she was clearly a work in progress, but she's improved in the ring over time. Her moves have grown smoother, and each glimpse of her shows that she's more comfortable between the ropes. Rose's sense of showmanship is strong, and she has a solid athletic foundation to build on. She hits foes with a double underhook face buster that looks a lot like Brie Bella's Bella Buster. The better comparison uh, is Eva Marie. Though Rose is well on her way to becoming a superior version of the former WWE talent, Rose has a clear star quality about her. She already, she's already way ahead of Marie in terms of ring work. She and DeVille enter the main roster amid ample rumblings from doubters. They aren't the polished performers that Nikki Cross or the iconic duo are, and they haven't created much buzz at NXT. But they each have skills they can lean on as they learn on the job. And having Paige in their ear at their side will be a boost for both superstars. So, Dan, it's time for... The Smackdown Summary. Yes, and how do we start? Well, we had uh, uh, Shane McMahon out and he called out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And basically he was saying, you know, he doesn't want them around the company. You know, they're not good for Smackdown. They've uh, they kind of let the SmackDown side down, and he was just about to say his father's famous words, "Your," and then Daniel Bryan's music hit, and he kind of saved them in some some way or another. He he said, "Right, because you let the New Day down, um, and it is going to be a lumberjack match with the whole of the Raw roster around the ring." Yeah, uh, yeah, the the whole roster will be there, but. The, the thing is, as well, that like, I hated about this bit, which Shane Man saying, and even though we lost, it still proves we're number one. Then what the fuck did Survivor Series mean then? What was the point of it if, if you're going to lose and then nothing happens about it? And, and like, uh, it just fucking infuriated me. It annoyed the crowd. I, uh, his chest chance weren't as strong as normal, but I think after four days in the same place, I think the crowd were getting a little bit bored anyway. But he said Randy Orton is so annoyed by Kevin Owens he's not here tonight, which annoyed the crowd and I'm sure annoyed you in the early It going. did indeed, but, you know, he's he's such a great superstar. But Shane McMahon said to Daniel Bryan backstage, he said, right, now I know what you're going to do after the main event, after the New Day beat up Owens and Zayn, you're going to fire them, aren't you? So I'm going to go back to my hotel because I'm sweaty and get a shower. Or it all sounded like he said. But <laughs> indeed, yes. Uh, and then we had Shelton Benjamin going against Jay Uso, or was it Jimmy? I think it was Jay. <laughs> it was Jay yeah. Oh, Jay. Yeah, he's got finger tape. Uh, yeah, I don't think a 
bad match. He's trying to. Be- have they turned the Usos now? I might have missed that SmackDown. When the Usos are good guys because they were getting more cheers than. Um, well, they kind of turned at the point when uh, they kind of had a trousseau with the New Day. Is that the kind of point where... That was the point. Has Gable and Benjamin done anything... Because I know they're a bit heelish in this one, but I don't know if they're slowly trying to turn it so Gable and Benjamin get booed because Gable on the outside kept interfering, didn't he? And basically, I think, cost Jay the match at the end. Yeah. i tell you what I enjoyed, though. First time I've seen Sean Benjamin wrestling WWE freaking about 10 years. In a singles match. Yeah, I've not not seen that in ages. I think he's still got a little sink about him, you know? He's still got it. Big so that's the feud, obviously, they're going to continue. Uh, but talk about tag team matches. This match, I fucking love this next match. It was my favourite thing. I actually rewound it and watched it again. I actually watched it about three or four times. It was brilliant. The debut of the Bludgeon Brothers, and they defeated Zack Ryder and his tag team partner. It was fantastic. They took out Zack Ryder to begin with, and then completely destroyed that jobber in the ring. It was a thing of beauty, Dan. What do you think of the Bludgeon Brothers? Oh, it's Harper and Rowan, isn't it? <laughs> I know, but I like their outfit. I like their entrance. I love what they did. I absolutely. I wish I could watch that every week. And <laughs> you know, it's the change about Harper and Rowan as well. If Harper and Rowan, because they've now changed it, so they got rid of Eric and they got rid of Luke. They are one-worded superstars yet again. But like uh, Alexander Rusev, Antonio Cesaro, and Adrian Neville. Yeah, exactly. I mean. It, uh, it might not be the exact same thing, but they could also commiserate with a former Mrs. Cassidy, Langston, and Samson. So they do like... Colin Cassidy, <laughs> Big E, yeah. and Elias. Yeah, I mean, so there's a little change. And I'm a little disappointed they didn't change their surnames and go by Eric and Luke Bludgeon, seeing as they're brothers and all. But hey, I'm not calling the shots, Dan. Indeed, yes. Uh, and Jinder Mahal, he tried to get the leg up on AJ Styles. Yes, yeah. AJ came out fantastic response he got wasn't it you know? oh yeah, yeah definitely I mean it's a shame he's 40 years old because they're finally putting him over we had the Heyman promo about saying AJ is the modern day Shawn Michaels Vic Flair and he's evolved the style to become one of the greatest well, the greatest pro wrestlers he's ever seen in the ring uh, they, they, they talked about how tough he was going to go against Lesnar and Styles the fans absolutely loved it saying I'm saying as well uh, and then, unfortunately, Jinder Mahal, obviously backstage with just a pack, uh, an Indian flag behind him, <laughs> challenged AJ, didn't he? Because uh, it was meant to be this week on SmackDown, but he said, no, 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 not this week. We're going to save this very special match. <laughs> for next week. <laughs> for No, for the Clash. Oh, the for cha- Clash of yeah, Champions. Yeah, Clash yeah. of Champions, which is December 15th. Uh, so we'll bring that to you. And I mean, are you look at? Uh, it's just going to be fantastic, you know, isn't it? Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles. Oh, great! And the Singh brothers try to come out, beat up Styles. Didn't really work, did so it? So they've kind of forgiven uh, Jinder Mahal for beating them up after he lost the title. Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, look, they're fine. They're fine, you know, unless they cost Jinder at the Clash of Champions. You know, might see the Bollywood boys return. That'd be good. And then, oh yeah, backstage we had a weird segment, didn't we? With the the Naomi was there, and then we see Ruby Riot approaching. Oh her. yeah, she said, oh hello, you're Ruby Riot, and Ruby Riot was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, right, and then so we had a, a gothic girl, kind of uh, make her appearance on the main roster, shall we say? 
And then uh, she she wasn't alone, though, was she, James? No, she won't, because she had like a blonde woman with her as well, and a kind of MMA tough fighter style woman. But it wasn't Mandy Moore, whatever the fuck her name, I can't remember her name now. Mandy Rose. It wasn't Mandy Rose, and it wasn't Sonia Deville. It's actually Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Now, Dan, I know you like Liv Morgan from NXT, but I was surprised to see these these three women, and they beat the shit out of Naomi, and especially out of Becky Lynch, I thought was a bit unfair. They they really yeah. they really targeted her, didn't they? Well, they they kind of threw her over a table and like they kind of really beat her down. But again, she's going to be off filming Marine Six with the Miz. Is who Becky was... Lynch off as yeah. well? Ah, oh, all right, there we go. Then that's why. You got it. There we go. That's why she's up been... to speed. Now. I thought why like, it was really vicious because I think they even got the door in her knee. Yeah. And I thought they beat her with the door. Yeah. And I, I thought, wow, fucking hell, that's a bit sick. <laughs> well, there we go then. Okay, so that makes sense. So then we had, we knew we we're going to have a uh, rematch. We we're going to have Natalia versus Charlotte for the women's championship match. At uh, least two women, like I said, can't have a bad match. But what happened in that? Um, well, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan caused chaos during the championship women's championship SmackDown women's championship match. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see that coming. Three women beating, <laughs> causing chaos on Smack. Wait a minute, did we just see that on fucking Raw? Yes, we did. Why are they doing it for? <laughs> Why? Why? Well, they're going to have uh, rumor has it. Rumor has it that next week's NXT they're going to have uh, three win that one of them's going to be a gothic looking one. <laughs> They're going to have a pretty blonde and they're going to have an MMA-style brunette. Yeah, and a 205 Love are going to have three cruiserweight women. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't believe it. I was literally watching it. I was like, what? what, what? I really like Ruby Riot. Never classed her as a hill, even though she looked really confident here. Yeah. And then these two women, and then beating, I mean, Charlotte, is Charlotte off filming the Marine? Uh, not as far as I know, no. She just got beaten up. Right? <laughs> she sold it wonderful. Um, what did you think of it? Again, you know, I thought I was watching Raw for a minute. So, you know, I think to have that happen, unless they've got an agenda which they're going to reveal next week. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't quite get it. The thing is, is that there's been talk of a Women's Royal Rumble happening, isn't there? You know? Oh, yeah. So the influx of talent to come in. But to have it a day, for me, just, it's beyond a joke leave it a couple of weeks until Paige has actually made an impact properly on Raw and then have, um, you know, have these, Ruby Wright come out and say, look, I've seen this, I've been in NXT, I've seen these girls do this now for the past month, I know I can do better, I've got two women with me. You know, uh, I, I wasn't... Or say you was influenced yes. by say, like, you know, well, Paige has got such a good reception, let us three have a go. You know, they, you could have seen them talking on NXT saying, look... You know, I've got an idea, ladies. Yes, exactly. Did you see, you know, the impact that was made, da-da-da-da-da. And then, you know, a couple of weeks, it happens, but... yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. And then we had the main event, didn't we? We did, yes. And uh, that was a tag team lumberjack match. And that was the New Day going against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Or is it Owens and Zayn? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the New Day... Throughout the night, Owens and Zayn kept going up to certain superstars. Went up to Corbin, didn't they? I thought Corbin was quite cool in that bit when they like asking Bram and they're like, "Oh, do you want to be a part?" And he's like, "No, ask someone that hasn't got a brain, or you know, I'm my own man." Fortunately, that man with no brain was was my man, Bobby Roode. Indeed, yes. Who then said, "Thanks to you guys, you cost me the match at Survivor Series." Even though he was eliminated <laughs> before Owens Zane ever entered the match, so I don't know why and why did they play up that Owens Zane had a big influence? They came out to beat up Shane and he sent them away in, in a minute with chairs. 
Indeed, yes. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> back to the match. Uh, yeah, you know, chaos ensued as it would. Um, <clears throat> I think at one point was it Kingston that was eliminated, and the lumberjacks just stood back and said, "Yeah, go on, yeah. and you go." And I think Sami Zayn followed him, and he got beaten up by the whole roster. And then he tried to run round the ring and escape, but he got carried back yeah, and literally like, thrown yeah. back. In. And then uh, there was a bit of shoving going on outside. I think they kind of caused a distraction and all the Lumberjacks kind of made their way into the ring, had a big fight, had a big rumble. Yes, yeah, so and the fans loved that. I yeah. mean, you know, I thought that was quite cool, mate. Yeah. And then uh, in the melee, was it Sami Zayn got the victory? Yeah, Zayn rolled up with Kofi. With yeah. A cheeky little roll up. And, uh, and thought- then Kevin Owens legged it out of there. And Sami like, Zayn yeah. got caught and dragged back into the ring. What, why would you... Exactly. Why, after all that they've been together as a team, they're going to split them up already? Like, you say, <laughs> Owen's fucked off. Zayn was caught with a New Day. But the New Day just gave him a couple of handshakes, didn't he? Um, well, if by handshakes you mean the trouble in paradise and uh, the midnight hour, then, yeah, just a couple of handshakes. Oh, well, yeah, they absolutely... <clears throat> they, they destroyed Zayn. And then backstage, Owen's uh, was trying to walk away and Daniel Bryan... Came, I'll say, came across him. Daniel Bryan showed up. Yes, um, and he... Kevin Owens, you thought that match was easy. I'm going to give you a tough match now. You're going to go against Randy Orton next week. Yeah, because Owens was down on his hands and knees when he begging to not be fired. And Bryan said, no, I'm, I'm not going to fire you, you know. I've got an idea. And I've got course... even worse punishment. <laughs> you're going to wish you'd been fired <laughs> yeah. because you're going against Randy Orton. Exactly, which is uh, uh, interesting to see. And maybe they're giving up on Sami Zayn. As a heel already, I, d- I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but I mean, this week. But did you see how awful he was on the mic, though? It's like, yeah, Kevin Owens I, talking, and yeah. that check one. I, I don't like. I didn't like check that. Check two. No, I didn't like that at all. No, I really, really didn't. Um, I, I thought Zayn, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little. He's bit... He's too happy-go-lucky yeah. to be, you know, a convincing heel. I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, what do you like better, Raw or SmackDown this week? Um. I think Raw. I, I think Raw, weirdly, this week as well. I, I mean, there was a couple of bits I didn't like about it, but I think there's more bits I that did That may like. be down to the fact that Randy Orton went on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see Bobby Roode. Or, and, and what really annoyed me, fucking one of the first people to come out for Lumberjack match, Nakamura. How far has he fallen that he is now a member of the Lumberjack team? Yeah. You know, like, I, I was just like... Well, I mean, you know, when they get to reach a certain plethora, they don't even come out for Lumberjack match, and it's just like, you know... Jobbers, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, these yeah. uh, Primo and Epico came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. basically, all the shit, all the dross from the roster. Brian Myers, yeah. what's his name? Kurt uh, 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 Hawkins. Kurt, um, and Thingy was there as well. Who I thought was like Maria's Mike Kennelly. Mike Kennelly. I thought they had gone. Yeah, I, I thought he'd left, but he's he's still there. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit, and unfortunately, Bobby Roode and Nakamura and as Ty well. Dillinger. It tied to, it was tied they were stood next to Baron Corbin. Even though they had had like, that big rivalry, oh. they were stood next to each other. I was like, hey. After violent invasions of both Raw and SmackDown, Sonya Deville, Man, Ruby Wright, and Sarah Logan are all members of WWE's main roster. If you told fans that five women from NXT would be called up in the wake of Survivor Series, not many would have predicted that exact group. That's in part because WWE hasn't been consistent with how it approaches promotions, uh, how it approaches promotion from its development brands. Some prospects spend a good amount of time with NXT and are featured on its weekly TV show before arriving on Raw or SmackDown. Some simply show up as virtual unknowns. Ty Dillinger was an NXT before his SmackDown debut. Braun Strowman, on the other hand, came up with zero televised bouts under his belt. 
And at times, WWE has welcomed wrestlers to the big league at a faster pace than one would have expected. Rose DeVille and Morgan fit into that category. We will soon find out if they suffer the same fate as Dana Brooke and Eva Marie, namely getting tossed into the deep end and sinking. Or else, they may prove to be the next Alexa Bliss, the unheralded prospects who kicked the door of opportunity off its hinges on the way to stardom. We did the Raw women, so we'll do the two profiles of the SmackDown women that you might not know that are listening. Uh, so first up, Sarah Logan, five foot six, age twenty-four, from Jeffersonville, Indiana. Logan is better known to some as Crazy Mary Dobson. That's a ring name she adopted during her early career when she competed for several promotions in the Midwest. As Dobson, she took on the likes of Vader Scott and Lavon Dutch and a handful of Ring of Honor bouts from twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. The Takamichi Noku trainee also wrestled in Japan for World Room Pro Wrestling Diana in Japan, obviously. Logan began to snag at WWE's attention in the past few years. She made a number of appearances for NXT, including a 2015 match against Becky Lynch, and a loss to Peyton Royce earlier this year. More exposure came away when she competed in the inaugural Mae Young Classic. Her personnel there played up her hunting and survival background. In the ring, she's a hard-hitting bruiser with a solid technical skill. She does well in hardcore matches and throws in ring in high-fly moves as well. To get a good sense of Che Young Classic first-round match against Mia Yim. Liv Morgan. Morgan may be newer to the game than her fellow NXT invaders, but she's a long-time fan. Her profile says her wrestling journey began in a makeshift ring that she and her brothers constructed in their family's backyard in New Like Alexa Bliss, she has a background in competitive cheerleading that shows in terms of energy and athleticism. She's speedy and nimble in the ring, but her minimal NXT appearances, she has looked raw. She is the least experienced along with a bunch with only 187 matches on her resume. No, but I think out of all the NXT women to go up, I think she is the best one. And I think what's great about it is that we've had 32 women in the May Young Classic. And most of them are going to get appearances on NXT now as well. Thanks to these six women leaving, aren't they? Or five women leaving even. So it's all good. But we're going to watch the last episode of NXT. But when do we start watching? Now! It is November 22nd, and the show kicks off with a full video recap of NXT TakeOver War Games that coincides with one of the special event's official theme songs. We then see the usual intro, and we are welcomed to Houston by the announce team. First up, matchup of the night is Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville. And before the match, we get footage of their respective debuts and attacks on this week's Raw and SmackDown Live. Yeah, they tie up and Ruby gets the best of the first exchange. They reverse waist locks and side control with some nice grappling. Riot has a counter for all the Deville's MMA-style takedowns. And it's weird, isn't it, that we are actually seeing these two women who have gone on now to the main roster. Who do you think has got more potential out of the two? Ruby Riot. I think so as well. She's looking more and more like a star. But, of course, this was filmed before TakeOver War Games was live. We're going to have two matches here on this show. This one here, and then, of course, the UK title on the line, Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gagano. Are you looking forward to that one? 
Um, I am in a way, but I'm not sure why Johnny Gagano is going for the UK title unless it's going to be, as you know, we've mentioned before, a secondary title on NXT. Yeah, I mean, let's hope at least Pete Dunne is getting featured somehow. Right, avoid Sonya Deville's right hand then. Then a couple of deep arm drag takes down and a few MMA-style kicks of her own, followed by a lovely spinning heel kick to the midsection and a kick to the jaw to follow it up. Well, Deville there, a bit startled by Riot. Riot trying for a roll-up, but Sonia holds onto the ropes. Oh, oh, and that's that injured leg of Ruby Riot's. Trying to go for the pin. Yeah, Sonia Deville had the ankle lock on uh, Ruby Riot, didn't she, when she got hit by Ember Moon's Eclipse in the qualifying match at NXT. And uh, we'll see if that injury plays up in the rest of the match. Riot rolling out, though, but only to get caught by Deville. Rolls her up. Deville managing to kick out. Ah, one. And delivers a powerful spine buster. That might beat right here. Is that over? No. And right managing to kick out. Ah. Oh, and look at this punch. Look at these punches by Deville. She's on. If we're doing MMA, she's in top control at the moment. Over Ruby Wright. Just raining in the right hands. Ruby managed to get out of the way. Oh, but she didn't get out of the way of that big kick to the chest. And right, she knows that right leg is in serious trouble. Deville just going to work it with a beautiful leg lock. Well, Ruby manages to get out of the submission there by Sonia Deville. Go up to the corner. Manages to get some separation. Oh, she's got her in her head scissors, but Deville throws her over the top rope. She lands on the eighth and feeling that leg, but right, still fighting back. They have a big right hand, but Deville still coming in for more. Right, trying to make her way back in. Oh, oh. kind of a springboard face buster. Was yeah, it? beautiful leap there by Riot using the rope to her advantage. Now, finally getting that separation that she needed, but definitely feeling the leg. Well, she can't capitalise on her uh, slight advantage over her competitor. Well, she can't even go for a pin, can she? You know, and Deville at this point in time might be up even before Ruby Wright is. Oh, but Wright, they responded with a chop. Two big chops, followed by a third, and a big clothesline takedown. Wright's managing to get some momentum, yep. psyching herself up. Back elbow and clothesline. Did she, she just say, this is my house? Well, she screamed and the crowd responded. Deville pushing her away. Oh, Paige ca- catching her and Irinagi. No, Riot catching uh, <laughs> you, Sorry, they look yourself. so similar. Yeah. <laughs> and Riot catching her in a, it's kind of like a senton there, a oh. springboard senton. Goes for the cover, but Deville managing to kick out. Oh. Deville's in serious trouble at Ruby now. She's got to her feet. Who got that then? Was uh, it Deville? Yeah, well, Ruby Wright caught Deville's leg and Deville managed to turn it into like a kind of knee strike. Kicks her down and now going for what looks like a triangle. Oh no, Ruby Wright's managing to fight out though. Can she get to that middle rope? She's so close. She could e- easily get her leg there. Yeah, but look at Sonia Deville though, moving it around into the leg lock. Oh, and she's got the ankle lock locked in. Grapevine submission, middle of the ring. Leg's been injured. Wright's Ruby... got no choice but to tap. And Riot screaming, trying to get to that bottom rope. Dragging all of Sonya Deville's weight. Can she get there? And manages to break the submission, but Deville... That Holding on for the full five seconds. Great veteran move for the relatively green Deville. And, but now this is a bit of a green move for her. Arguing the referee. Maybe letting Riot get back to her feet. A kick to the head. One, two, three. Right, nearly lifted herself up before the free count. Yeah. <laughs> well, the arm ring a kick for the win, and Ruby Wright gets the victory. Dan, what do you think of that? That wasn't a terribly bad match, to be fair. You know, it wasn't great match, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it weren't too bad. The people in attendance, 
to get the show started for them, isn't it? You know, and uh, Ruby Wright gets the half-fault victory, and of course these two women now move on to the um, main roster. The main roster, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Up next, Dan. Next, we had a recap of the Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream match. And at the end, Dream got his wish of Black saying his name. Yeah, I love that bit. Uh, recap of last Solomon Cassiusono match. Caleb Braxton interview him at uh, event. After being dazed for a moment, he says he feels pretty good about being kicked in the face about 50 times. He uses Lars' words to describe his victory and how he went about it. And then we see a recap of the NXT Women's Championship match. They put over the fact that all ladies seemed as if they could have won at any moment. And Caleb Braxton interviews Ember Moon after the match. And Moon says it's a dream come true. And she says it's only the beginning for her. When asked what she'll do with her reign, and that's keep going. She looks at the title with pride. Yeah, fair play to Ember Moon. Finally getting the victory. And what a moment it was, Oscar, giving her yeah. the Women's Championship. Um, Up next, James. Unfortunately, we had an interview with Drew McIntyre. With the what, sorry? With the former NXT champion, former. Drew McIntyre. After his loss to CN. When asked about his potential injury, he said he felt something going in his arm. But from experience, says it's probably not good. Uh, it says you're only as good as your last match, but hopes to be... Renala confirms that um, they aren't sure of the severity of the injury and will keep us up to date. If it's a bicep injury and it's bad, then we are looking at an extended period of time. He should be out till about Royal Rumble then. We, we, we do not want Drew McIntyre being injured here. Uh, he, he is a shining light. And if he came through to the main roster, it would be brilliant. Maybe it was his time to be called up. And maybe that's why they did the double women's thing instead of anything else on Raw and SmackDown. But yep, uh, On brighter news, we see the Street Profits partying with them outside the Full Sail Arena. They get interrupted by Tino and Moss, who, t- who tout their threads, cars and lifestyle. The Street Profits and the fans brush off the guys and keep the party rolling. They take their beef to the ring next week once again and also we get Peyton Royce and Kyrie Sane announced for next week we get a full recap and alternate footage of the War Games match the new school War Games saw the advent of Shark Cage's times of brutality Wolf got busted wide open but still took part in the finish they even changed the footage of the exit to black and white to prevent the showing of colour I thought it was different and unique presentation of a classic match what are your thoughts on War Games Fine, last last word of War Games. Um, yeah, it was very entertaining and very good. I think it, you know, it was definitely a car crash and a, a unique way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be good to, if they do a traditional thing. We'll see it at War Games. Uh, well, we'll see it at TakeOver next November, you know. But we move on to the main event. Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gagano for the WUK Championship title. And a great reaction for both competitors. Done with a piece of British shag carpet as a jacket. Crowd is hot for this match with split chance for each guy. Nice haiku and haku reference from Maro. And both men well versed in grappling and putting on a clinic early on with counters and reversals. Standoff ends in a haymaker out of nowhere by Lich. Even go for the pin. He continues the onslaught, but Johnny Wrestling able to get back into it with a shot and drop kick. Doug to the outside. And Johnny now going to go to the outside. Oh, looks like he faked a dive there. It does indeed. Stepped over and a kick to the face of Pete Dunn. And now Gagano rolling off. Oh! Ooh, lovely suicide dive there. But Johnny Gagano looks good. I mean, it's it's been a bit bad for Johnny wrestlers that we talked about his appalling takeover record being like five and one. Uh, one and five even. And Gagano's got Pete Dunn. He's going to find him back in the ring. Oh no, he's going to catch him with a DDT. Oh! Oh no, but Pete Dunn stops it. 
Oh, oh just drops him onto the mat as we go for a break. I tell you, that's one of my favourite moves, that is, that Pete Dunne suplex. He just throws you like he doesn't care where you're going to land. And Garner landed on the apron. And now we're back after the break. And Pete Dunne, not surprised, taking complete control over Johnny Gargano. Working over the fingers of Johnny Wrestling. Oh, and he's got a great vine in there. While Johnny Gargano's got the whole weight of Pete Dunne on him. As well as the uh, complications of the finger lock. Yeah, but Gagana trying to power him out. Oh, oh suplexes him into the top turnbuckle there. <laughs> Gagana might have been in his fingers, but Pete Dunn got the full force of the turnbuckles. Ric Flair like knife edge chop across the chest. Woo. Dunn shoves him back into the corner, tries charging him, but Gagano steps over him. Oh, <laughs> And a lovely roll through for a kick there to the face of Dunn. But that's the respect that Gagano's got for Pete Dunne. He's not going to pin him down. Oh! Throws Pete Dunne over the ropes. Fucking hell. Slingshots his way in through the second rope there for a spear. Goes for the cover, but Pete Dunne managing to kick out. Oh, that was lovely by Pete Dunne, first and foremost, managing to jump over Johnny Gagano. But then the quickness of Johnny Wrestling to manage to catch Pete Dunne. But Pete Dunne, even though he's a young man, young man, young man, he, he showed his experience here rolling the outside. Just trying to get away from Johnny Gagano. But I don't think that's going to happen. Could climb through, suicide dive. Oh, oh catches him into a DDT. Plants Dun, Dun's head into them wafer-thin mats. How, how thin are those mats, then? They are mere millimetres thick. And <laughs> Pete Dun's head just bounced off it. A uh, lovely move there. Referee's counting. Of course, UK title is on the line. Will we have our first non-British champion here? Johnny wrestling there, looking to try and get back into this, well, trying to capitalise on his uh, early onslaught. Jumps over, trying to go for another one of his DDTs, but gets caught by Dunn. The power of him turns him inside out, rolls him up to... But Gagano managing to kick out. Shoulder up there by Pete Dunn, maybe out of desperation. But he's definitely feeling that neck got worked on. I said the fans into this match, they respect Pete Dunn. He had one of the matches of the year. Gets Tyler Bate a takeover. And they're kicking Johnny's face. <laughs> That's a British style for you, mate. Is it time now, maybe, for the bitter end? Oh, no. Gagano reverses <laughs> it into Lovey. And the face on Dan tells it all. He's, like, shocked and upset. And Looks hurt. like he's going to cry. Exactly. He's like, oh, no. This could be it now. Johnny using the ropes. Ooh, boom. Oh, boom. Hesses into a bulldog. Oh, my God, this is the Gagano escape. Pete Dunn might as well tap here. Can he get out of it somehow? He's got. He's, he's taking out his mouthpiece. <laughs> oh, he's biting his finger. <laughs> well, that's a way to get out of it. Oh, my God. That's one way to get the move relinquished. <laughs> and Pete Dunn say, look, ref, it's the only way. Well, mouthpiece out. And Johnny's in trouble now. Oh, Gagano up! Oh, oh, looking for the bitter end, but a small package by Gagano. Oh, and Dunn managing to kick out. He got uh, caught in that one by surprise. Oh my God! Forearm by Dunn sends Gagano back. Insiguri. Oh, but tornado clothesline there from Gagano, and both men are down. Uh, fantastic, and that just annoyed Johnny Wrestling there. You can see the mouthpiece of Pete Dunn. The referee don't want to touch it because he's got to spit on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, especially when it comes out of that mouth. Look at the face of Pete Dunne. Well, what can Johnny Gagano do? He's giving it his best shot. He's looking to crawl over, but he spots the mouthpiece on the mat. Oh, no. Oh, this is awesome chance. And now Pete Dunne. Uh, now Johnny Gagano with a mouthpiece. It's like the Undertaker's urn, that is. 
Rise, Pete Dunne. Rise. Is he saying, now you've not got it in, I can kick you. T- Is he going to give it back? Oh! Wow. He threw it in the air, distracted Dunne with it. A big kick to the face, but Dunne managing to kick out. And my God, what a near fall that was. Johnny Gano kicking nearly, breaking the chin of Pete Dunne. He's, he's making sure he's got a couple of fun teeth. Oh, did he have the Cesaro treatment? <laughs> oh. And that's why the referee didn't remove it from the match when he could have done yeah, it. Exactly, yeah. It was meant to be and Pete Dunne with a forearm, but don't think that was the best idea. Well, Gagano firing <laughs> back with five forearms of his own and a couple of short-arm clotheslines. Dunne throws him out, but he lands on the outside of the ring. Gagano flies through but gets caught, well, swatted away yeah. by Dunn. Bitter end. One, two, and Gagano's done. Yeah, Pete Dunn wins for Tanks UK top, but that's fantastic by Pete Dunn. Gagano hit the move earlier in the match, didn't he? The spear through. Dunn had it scattered this time, was waiting for that moment. Maybe that's why he was on the eighth and ready for it. Hit him with a forearm. Bitter end. And what a fantastic match that was, you know? That was a bloody good match, yeah. Uh, and this is what Pete Duncan do. This is what the UK division do. Deliver good matches. And it's good storytelling as well. Even at this moment in time, when, you know, Gagana picked up the mouthpiece, you thought, oh, done. But, of course, Pete is going to show the heart of a champion. And I'm, I'm really, really pleased. I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So that is NXT then, for now. We'll be coming back, of course, in December for it. And uh, like we said, it's a great event, is delivers in ring and we look forward to bringing the next takeover event when it is uh what is it january 27th will be nx takeover nxt takeover and we look forward to bringing that to you uh yeah dan final thoughts on nxt takeover anything else a big well done to cn yeah i mean there's nothing really else to say is there we've covered it all well, well there is a couple of things we want to tell you now we just want to say first and foremost thanks for the massive virus series weekend we have five thousand of you listening saturday night live to us and we had 7,000 listening to us for our Survivor Series like, pre-show. Exactly. And that's not counting, of course, uh, what the Wednesday after we released the Survivor Series show or the Friday night show. All in all, all, in all Dan, it's our biggest week in dubbing our podcast history. And as long as we can keep doing it. But we can't do it without everybody listening to us and writing in the comments. Good or bad, we don't mind it, you know? Indeed, yes. It's fantastic. And we should let you know now the WNR schedule. Because don't worry, we are taking this Sunday off. But we will be back December the 10th for WWE versus WCW featuring Starcade 97. Which, of course, is Sting versus Hogan for the WCW title. A year, a year of build. A year we've been watching. Well, that was... It was kind of like the transition for Sting. He, he donned his black and white face paint, his long trench coat. And uh, he, I don't think he said more than two words... During the whole build-up for that. And, you know, it was just everyone knew what Sting was after. And that was kind of like a turning point in the career of Sting himself. Well, this is the thing. And this is what we've been watching this year on WCW versus WWE. Is Sting coming down from the rafters and beating up uh, Bischoff and Hogan. That kind of constantly want Hogan. It finally comes to an end. It is going to be huge. And, of course, we'll bring you all the other little bits and pieces from the wrestling uh, and then the next podcast after that. December the 17th, and that's WNR135, and that's the network review for December, NXT Update, 205 Live, and News. Yeah, and then December 20th, so just three days afterwards, we're going to bring you WNR136, SmackDown presents Clash of Champions, Styles versus Jinder Mahal. And Dan, you can't wait for that match, can you? Oh, no, it's going to be great. 
<laughs> and on December the 25th, we're going to have the Christmas special, the WNR Awards. And, you know, it's just something while you're waiting for the turkey to cook for Christmas Day or your plump festive goose, as we have here. In Christmas, you're right. We we go to our little uh, little Christmas cottage and in front of the big log fire, we do our Christmas presents together, Christmas meal, the Christmas special that we do every year. I can't believe it's our third Christmas special this year. It is my favourite podcast of the entire year. But also this year, for the first time ever, December 31st, New Year's Eve special, and we bring you a year-end predictions. Yes, a year ago, me and Dan wrote down predictions for the entire year, uh, such as uh, who could be champion, you know, WWE champion, women's champion, tag team champion, uh, other things like... Free bonus predictions, I think there was. Free bonus predictions. We've got Royal Rumble winner, Money in the Bank winner. Surprise debuts, yeah. surprise exits, and so on and so forth. It's, yeah. uh, well, a T-shirt wearing is on the line here. You know, I need, <laughs> I need pretty much a clean sweep in the year-end predictions, yeah. but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. And then don't forget, of course, this is just a start, because once we go in 2018... It is the Attitude Era, and our first event of the year uh, in 1998 will be the WWE, and we, I, I cannot wait to get the Attitude Era started. And of course, we'll be following along in 2018 with WCW as well, so we'll be following along all those storylines, the rise of Goldberg and such like that. And of course, let's not forget Christmas special, we are going to have the WNR Wars, like we said, which is basically rest of the year, pay-per-view of the year, all the great awards are dubbing our hands out. Match of the year. Match of the year. Pay-per-view of the year. What we're going to do, or what I'll do, is I'll release the kind of categories before the show to write in and tell us what their suggestions are, who they think is match of the year, what they think of ours. Uh, let us know. To do that, we're across all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. We've got a friend on Twitter as well. Yes, we? we have. It's Mini Chris Benoit, and he's just trying to make the world a better place, and he is at Mini Chris Benoit. Yeah, don't forget I'm at J underscore Rollins, Rollins Rants on Twitter. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google+. Plus. Send us an email at WNRpodcast.com. We're across Facebook as well, Dan. Facebook, yes. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast, where I see people from the live show have been watching the videos. Fantastic. Don't forget to like and comment. And don't forget to watch all the latest clips that go on there. Podcasts go at the same time on YouTube and do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. Of course, our live shows, the build-up to them has already started. January 27th and 28th on Spreaker Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Uh, it's been fantastic but like I say it's only just beginning and I'm James Rowling as always I was joined by Dan Mike so don't forget we'll see you December 10th for WB versus WCW thanks for listening everybody bye bye